Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in the replies. Eric Step here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, Played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Eric Step here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. guys it's your boy darian gilliam aka black flags matter back at it, at it again with another edition of the famous nascar uh, weekly podcast for the first time on black flags matter in i want to say gosh nearly six seven months it has been 
crazy. We, we have been gone for so long, but we're finally back here tonight. We have our usual panel, and tonight, special guest, the one, the only, one of the famous, most famous F1 YouTubers on the platform, Josh Ravel. How's it going, man? Uh, going good, man. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, yeah. So, my, Thanks for me, being so here. really quick, let me get this question out of the way. Is it NASCAR or NASCAR? <laughs> The last one. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. I figured. I figured as much. Well, it's so good to have you on, man. Uh, so we have a lot to get into tonight. So let me pull up the itinerary. Like I said, it's it's been a minute since I've hosted, so if I make a few mistakes, forgive me here. But we are just getting back from Speed Week. It has been crazy. Speed Week was crazy, man. Uh, damn, where did we start, man? So like, uh, so Jarrett was there. Uh, Danny showed up for a little bit. Uh, uh, Eric's power went out, so it's been crazy. Nope. Been crazy. You, you, say, you say we're back, we're not all back. I'm still in Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about I'm to in say. Tennessee. I was just about to say, you guys tell tell everybody what has been happening the past couple of days. Jarrett, start us off. Where have you been? Um. Oh yeah. My my big story here is I got so they had this big winter storm, which Eric can definitely tell everybody mm-hmm. about too, and. Uh, Basically, it covered the south, and there's just no offense to the south, but you all don't know how to deal with snowstorms and ice storms the way that the north does. Nope. Uh, and I'd rather stay in Florida than uh, go through a giant storm and possibly get my car crashed. Uh, and that, that also hit pretty much at the right time because I ended up actually, you know, getting the uh, a little sick, not too bad. It was just a, a cold, not the, not the vid, not the Rona. Yeah. The vid, uh, the I've, heard yeah. vid, the vid. The vid. I've heard that. The vid, yeah, not the Rona. Um, just stuffy nose and just, uh, you know, just not feeling too hot, but I'm better now. I got a little, little congestion, but we're up in Chattanooga, Tennessee in the mountains. Uh, well, I don't know why I looked at the, the window. It's cl- uh, covered, but to my knowledge, all of Chattanooga was not affected by the winter storm, but it might be nope. tonight that there's another one coming for tonight that it might hit. Good there. timing, Jarrett. Good timing. <laughs> I, I will, I will not be going in the pool. that is right outside my window. That's for <laughs> sure. But, uh, but no, I, I'm happy to be on tonight. I was actually nervous. I'd miss my first episode ever. Oh, no, no, no. We can't. Have I think you. at least three of the four of us, or I guess of the five of us in this case, were afraid they'd miss tonight because I didn't have power the last two days until about three hours ago. So we're flying in under the radar. Danny, I love Mickey Mouse just perched on your Mickey shoulder. Mickey Mouse championship. I wish I could do that. <laughs> They're calling yeah. it Mickey Elliott in the chat. Stan, yeah, Stan, yeah. Mickey that's championships that's in the chat. Mickey Elliott behind the stuff that we got. But uh, no, for me... Uh, so obviously I surprised Jarrett and Darian by uh, originally I was supposed to have Jake Baskinger and Sloppy Joe bring everyone to Hooters and we'd hopefully have had a table after the Xfinity race. But um, it didn't work out that way because me, Claudia, and my brother-in-law were over at the Daytona Flea Market shopping for diecasts and other cool NASCAR stuff. And we come out of this tent and I freak out when I hear a voice that I recognize to my right. I look over and there's Darian, Jake, Sloppy Joe, and they're talking to like a fan who's recognized them. And I don't know how they didn't see me sprinting mm-hmm. off like a little girl. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, they're right my there. Plan. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and then so we hide inside the footer vendor tent and oh I gosh. look up and there's Jarrett and his girlfriend coming the other way and i'm like okay Claudia, 
I'm like, Claudia, you're just gonna have to film this now because we're gonna have to get this reaction and see what they think. So I come out and I was like, guys, I'm lost. How do I end up here? Dude, and it's crazy. I immediately started jogging over there and I hugged you in the back. It, it looked like I was tackling you though in like my pictures yeah. though, as a thing. So. <laughs> Dude, it was so great to see you, man. But yeah, the entire week was crazy. Uh, so let's let's get it right into the racing now. So Jared, where do we start here? Obviously the clash uh, for a little bit, right? Our first uh, first night. We there. talked about the oh, clash last. Oh week. oh yeah oh yeah that's right okay okay oh, yeah. yeah that's right. We already talked about um that stuff. So we talked about the clash uh, and qualifying. So then oh oh okay okay. So like the four main races <laughs> obviously. So yeah, it's, like I said, it's been a long week. Well, I mean, we don't have to talk about Arca. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 Arca. Uh, that doesn't even deserve to be talked about. Of course, not even close. But um, to start us off, though, on Thursday after the last podcast before this one, the duels were um, pretty interesting. Duel one was pretty boring compared to duel two, but then duel two they had a rain delay. The track was a lot greener. Um, you know, cost um, led to a lot more passing uh, beyond the grid. Um, but then the biggest thing after that was, you know, some key drivers missing the field that were clearly good enough to be there. Ty Dillon, um, who I think believe, I believe he finished in the top five in the dual finished race. Sixth, I okay. think, right? So he was yep. close. So he was the first car to not have a charter to cross the line, but Austin Sendrick beat him out, uh, being a lap down. Why? Because he happened to get it to, to get in on speed through qualifying, which, uh, you know, it, these rules every year in the duels, it's like the same song and dance over and over again. It's like, uh, okay, like, so he's good enough to get in. Like, you know, he's like the first car to cross the line, but then, you, you know, like another car who finished behind him makes it in. You know what I mean? So they should just keep it simple. They should just, you know, you qualifying for the Daytona 500 is you put your foot in the gas and you hold the car straight for, you know, two minutes or a minute, whatever the case may be. Now, there's no real driver skill involved in qualifying. So uh, I do think they should place greater emphasis on the dual races and whichever open, you know, a non chartered team finishes the best in the duels. In the case of Duel 2, I believe that was the one David Reagan finished the highest. But since he'd already locked himself in on speed, they reverted back to the next fastest car on speed as opposed to the next fastest car in that dual race, which is what I think they should do. It'd be easier to watch on TV, it'd be easier to understand, and it would give the drivers more input rather than just who has the fastest motor and the most resources to make your car go, go fast at Daytona. Basically, it just defeats the purpose of racing your way into the Daytona 500. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it makes no sense, and it's just confusing. So at, so moving on, the truck race happened. Um, there was some stuff that happened there, too. My pick, James Busher, didn't even make it a lap. That was crazy. It was, it was your pick made the race. <laughs> Norm my pick missed, missed completely. Race. But you're, yeah. still, you're ahead of me on points. We'll, we'll get to the points we'll get later. To that. We'll, yeah, get we'll get to that later. But, I mean, the truck race was like, I agree with Jared. Like, we were talking about it before that we uh, went live. Like, it was meh, I'd say. You, you know, it had its moments, but I mean, it typically was, the truck was, race is more chaotic, you know? I mean, it had great moments. I think the finish was great. Um, mm -hmm. Jordan coming up there and once again finishing second. Like, if you look, coming out of four, he is 12th. And he misses the wreck, but he, he also has a great run, too, and, and went up to finish second. I think they said it was around around the same as last year i was gonna say was it closer i guess it looked like it was further because they weren't side by side like they were i know if you add the two intervals from last year's finish and this year's finish up it equals like four one hundredths of a second total so but they, poor poor Derek kraus man he, he got into four accidents that night it was it was bad <laughs> and then it you know on top of that last year i believe he got into like one or two the year prior so super speedway racing oh. is not his thing he's the short track driver from like isn't he from 
from the Midwest somewhere? Like, is he from Wisconsin? I, I thought he was from Wisconsin. Georgia. Oh, oh, Wisconsin. Yeah, from Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin, yeah. So, yeah. He, no. yeah, Daytona is a new thing for him. <laughs> and apparently Johnny Sauter was crying again. I obviously didn't watch the broadcast. I was there. but like, oh, yeah, he was... the, He's always crying, man, this guy. Well, he's just always <laughs> upset. He, he's inventing new curse words. I think my favorite thing is he said something was like an MFing joke ass, something like that. <laughs> I didn't know what. I was like, whoa, that's a new one. Joke Johnny Sauter bringing new insults out here. Like, uh, yeah. The Wisconsin drivers, they're going crazy. Hey, so really quick, guys, I put it in the chat, but let me say it live on stream. I will be reading your guys' super chats at the top of the hour. So just stay tuned for that. Uh, so moving. Oh, well, I mean, let's also talk about Haley Digging for a second. I mean, like nothing too special, you know, in, in particular happened in this race. And but um, what caught me off guard, though, was um, she was saying on her radio and I read this on Twitter. She was shocked at how smart you have to be to to race at these super speedways in the trucks. I'm like, wait, so so, so wait a minute. Like, did you not do any sort of preparation beforehand? Because clearly Arca and the well, trucks are totally different. I want to I want to ask Josh when it comes to like you know, F1, if someone had said that on the way up, like, what's the reaction? Because in NASCAR, for like, oh. I know for us, it, it's like, wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably uh, just okay. Gonna... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like, F1 is... Oh, no, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, Josh. Yeah, yeah sorry. Uh, <laughs> not if, like, well, so basically, if someone came up to the equivalent rank and was saying that kind of stuff... I think they do kind of say that stuff already. <laughs> you know, you do get some clueless drivers in there who, you know, sort of wing it and then they get there just like, what? Like, is it really this hard? You know? Um, but nah, to be saying that mid-race, um, <laughs> imagine the crew chief's like, hold on what you do realize what you're in like i mean because if you i mean we won't won't even go into full detail about the arca race that's how bad that racing is so like like, i I don't know it's just crazy to me it's like the stereotype is just that super speedway racing is just you know luck of the draw there's no real like skill to it i guess is where she's extent it is but like she's 19 so she spent way more years watching these races on tv than she has drafting or doing anything like that in any capacity so that it is I will give her credit. She ran a smart race. She didn't really race. I'll be honest. She never really, she basically planted her truck on the double yellow line and did not leave the bottom all night long. So to say that she raced is maybe overstepping yourselves a little bit, but she at least kept her nose clean for the most part until she wrecked. But that I don't really yeah. think that was her fault. That was a speedy issue drive track. thing. Yeah. yeah BJ McLeod was, did the same thing the night before too. Yeah. So, but I thought she ran a smart race and a patient race, which I can't say uh, we've said about Haley Deegan ever before that she was patient in a race, but it might've paid to her uh, you know paid well for her this time in this case yeah absolutely. well i think it, it if uh if anything it might have honestly so nerve-wracked that that was all she really wanted to do in that moment because i mean it did seem like it was the first time really that i've seen where she was just you know especially hearing that stuff after the fact and then watching her at the track it, it seemed like the first time that she really was just completely ready to be conservative not charging not trying because remember last year she crashed somebody mm-hmm. in the arca race just <laughs> I thought, slammed I thought right she, almost, she almost injured that man that was crazy yeah yeah and this year i mean you're right eric he, he, she just sat on the bottom the entire race like i i would i was recording a few times when she went by and was watching her for much of the race and the whole time she just plastered to the yellow line yeah. would get shuffled back then the yellow line like or then the bottom line would go up to the front and she'd go with them. I mean, she, you're right. She didn't race. She did not make really a move that whole race. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's pretty much like the sum of it. And then yeah. the Xfinity race. Now, the Xfinity race got off to a very interesting start. They couldn't get any sort of qualifying in. So 
Unfortunately, the guy who finished second uh, the previous night in the Truck Series race, Jordan Anderson, didn't even get a chance to make the race. And you know, to be and to be honest, like that car was pretty. Like, yeah, I'm I'm quite sure they would have uh, definitely qualified. Oh yeah, and practice. They had an RCR they were engine fast. in there. Yeah, 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 for sure. And. So unfortunately, you know, when I'm just getting into the Arca race, I happen to be seeing the hauler heading out and I'm like, this is so messed up because, you know, when you think about it, um, since there's not a, a whole lot of qualifying sessions this year, the next chance he gets to race isn't until Circuit of the Americas in May. Yeah. That's, that's, that's absurd. That's, that's if a certain scenario happens. I think Bob Parker said that basically, if not a full field shows up, then he could enter in yeah. because like if if they're allowing 40 cars and 38 are showing up then yes jordan anderson can enter but every time that happens he's got to start dead last basically yeah. so at least he's in the race though but i mean just the fact that he had to leave i mean that just that was i mean that sucked and then tyler reddick didn't make the race neither and then a few other yeah. couple other cars didn't as well but. well i want to ask josh as well since you follow a lot of other motorsports around the world closer than at least i do maybe it's a lot of these other guys as well like nascar is the one motorsport major motorsport that in the last year has basically canceled almost all of their qualifying and practice sessions but from what i can tell formula one and most other motorsports are still holding qualifying or something similar very regularly like like for what tell me has qualify really qualifying like the process really changed at all in formula one or other sports or is it still kind of business as usual Oh, it's pretty much the same pretty much in every uh, <clears throat> sort of bit of motorsport. That's because, you know, I guess there's not much need to change it for those particular sports. It's just a one and a half hour session of, you know, fastest guy wins mm -hmm. sometimes. Um, and, you know, like that's sort of uniform throughout the motor racing world, except for NASCAR, which is a bit different. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know in NASCAR, it's a lot of it comes down to, you know, originally it was like we're saving teams costs because a lot of sponsorship, you know, NASCAR is so heavily dependent on sponsorship that teams are we're, we're in some cases losing deals for the 2020 season at the time because of the pandemic marketing budgets were tightened up. Like, is that does that conversation come up in other motorsports about, you know, the concern that, hey, maybe we should save these teams money, not run as many extra laps, put you know miles on the engines because, hey, what if sponsorship dollars are tight? Like, does that ever come up? I'm not in Formula One because they don't really care about budgets or money. Um, uh, apart apart from the Minnow teams, which are just struggling right now. Um, but no, you know, when it comes to cost saving, it doesn't really affect you know the race format or qualifying or anything like that. Normally, they just tell just fire a few people in your team. And that's uh, that's how you know, saving costs. But yeah, I I can't think of one series which is sort of you know, um, well, there's been, there's been one or two events where they've condensed it from like a three to a two week um, program. Mm. But I think that's more about, you know, traveling from um, one location to the other and, it, you know, yeah. the logistics mm. of it all rather than it's just saving costs. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of a unique thing to NASCAR. Or NASCAR. NASCAR. <laughs> yes. I think it's, it's interesting because they they try to, you know, the whole point of, you know, no practice and qualifying is to help, you know, you say F1, they don't care as much about some of the smaller teams. NASCAR, this is all the, to help the smaller teams because they can't, you know, a, a cost of a, a set of tires is a lot to a small NASCAR truck or Xfinity team. But then here you are, you have a brand new Xfinity series team with Jordan Anderson who we're talking about that, you know, isn't going to get to race until May. And, you know, he, they've kind of put all their eggs into that basket. And so there's a small, you know, you know, 
build built it yourself type team, the kind of story that NASCAR was sort of built on for years that, you know, kind of as a result of this policy is now kind of screwed. And it's, you know, I, I know, I know that all of us up here have been pushing NASCAR to bring qualifying back at least in some capacity as soon yeah. as possible. And I, cause I just can't, the costs are outweighing the, the gains from it at this point. I, I just don't think saving teams a, a few bucks on tires each week is really making a difference anymore. I don't think that matters. But now to the racing, uh, the Xfinity race uh, was pretty, it was fairly entertaining. I know some people it's pretty were, good. It, uh, they were pretty, um, some people were, um, including Sloppy Joe, who was sitting right beside me, uh, were um, pretty disappointed with the finish. I don't know. I liked it. You know, like, I don't know, like Harrison well, Burton I mean, was like going off and stuff like I'm, I'm not sure what uh, happened to him on the final lap, but the race overall was fantastic. I think we'd all prefer it if it went, you know, to the line green, everything, you know, the way we always want it, three wide, all that. But I mean, the racing itself overall for that long of a race is probably like the best of the weekend. I think the, the, the duels probably, the second duel is probably better, but as an overall race night with a full field, I think it was the best race of the weekend, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, I, I would say it, it was right above the truck race for me. It's just, it, it, if it had the truck race finish with the racing, it had the like entire 98% before it, I think it would have been like 10 out of 10 race. And, and yeah. you know, not every finish is going to be like a thrill show. You know what I mean? It's Big Rocky uh, 26 put in the chat. You know what I mean? So like, I don't know, like Austin Sendrick happened to be the car in front and, you know, it just happened to take the victory there. Um, what was interesting to me was um, uh, some of the, the events that were taking place during it too. Brendan Jones, like he ended up spinning on the final lap and that wreck was, I thought he was about to get like sideswiped there and then they just barely miss him there and they clip him on the edge of his car. That was cool I gotta to I gotta say big props to Cody Ware. Like yes, he hit him, but he did a good job of like yeah, turning it as, uh, turning it as early as he did to not make that really bad for both of them. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. And then Ryan Vargas was stuck in the grass after that big one uh, on the on the straightaway, but then was able to pull himself out too. And there was some pretty good mm-hmm. footage of that online. Um, but then poor Tommy Joe Martins, unfortunately, he. It was like, he can't catch a break. He was about to get a top 10, got wrecked, and then Austin Cedric ended up winning the race. So I'd say that was a pretty good race. never caught a break. Yeah, he can't. It's crazy. Like, you know, like, hopefully they can catch some more he's, breaks this year. He's Murphy's Law in the form of a driver. Oh. Like, anything that can go wrong for him will. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the results do not match the performance. It's crazy. That team works so hard, man. And I was just, they have a soft spot for them. They're one of my favorite uh, underdog teams, too. It's, it's, it's kind of funny following, you know, some of the guys who work for Tommy Joe's team, like, uh, like Jay, Jay Lopez, and I'll follow him. And he'll just, like, after a race, it's kind of sad because he'll post a picture of the car, and in your mind, you're hearing, like, ugh. I have to fix this thing. Yeah, I got to fix it all. But, Gosh. Hey, it's part of the job. So now to the main race, the granddaddy of them all, the giant-ass American race, I love to call it, the Daytona 500, the 2021 you, edition. You can, add, you can add flaming in there, too, with that yeah. wreck at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's break mm-hmm. this down big, uh, bit by bit because there's a lot to unpack here. So, you know, we get to the track. Um, you know, the race begins. Um, so the first moment was the silent three. It was cool. Being- oh, hey, hey, first race, first race of the day was uh, Jet and I and Justin kicking your oh, ass. Oh, that's go-karts. right. Yes, we went go karting too. Yeah, they beat me. They wow. did the one time they beat me. So like they can, they can, they can have their fun today. On Jet the- beat us by four tenths. Hey, I'm, I know oh, he was going off, but dude, like tell him about the place. That play, that track was physically demanding. It, though. There's a new. Okay, 
so uh, for anyone who's planning on going to Daytona in August or for the 500 next year, there is a place like right next door to Home Depot, Cracker Barrel, all that stuff. A uh, really good place. There's a small track that's not really good for, for go-karts, but there's like a track that you go up like two or three stories, uh, like height of a hill, maybe, maybe two. Uh, you go up a good like 20, 30 feet hill uh, through these S's that are on top and then back down this hill. And it's a really, really nice course to race on. The cool thing is it shows you how fast you're going too. Mm -hmm. So like, I think the lowest that we got during a a fast lap at at speed was 34 kilometers per hour. It was something like that. Um, It was crazy though. But for an indoor place, it's pretty good. Um, It's nice. And Jet and I had a nice battle for the lead while we all kicked Darian's ass. Just <laughs> nice. need to put that out there. See, just I'm always uh, I'm always schooling him whenever we're in Nashville at like the music one. So it's like I'm always like two seconds. Oh, I lapped you, man. We lapped you. <laughs> oh, it's about fast lap times, bro. It's not about the, the position. <laughs> You're saving your you obviously time, didn't man. put fast lap times up. Hey, I got Jet a top five. Hey, yeah, I know five. one place qualifying isn't Six. canceled. <laughs> the top five finish you got a top five out of six it's all good my cart stopped though so really like when natalie decker won but she was the only one in her <laughs> class <laughs> oh my god talent for sure but no back to the race now now the first moment of the race uh the silent lap number three that was cool being there um you know i think this is a tradition they should probably do like you know every 10 years you know what i mean like it's 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 perfect you know in 2011 it was cool seeing it on tv and actually be a part of it and that moment was awesome but then Earnhardt senior got his revenge because cope blew a tire on the third turn uh you know the same turn that dale senior blew a tire in 1990 so cope blew a tire hits the wall cautions out so i was like yeah, he got his revenge from the grave. Years spooky later. stuff. Yeah, very spooky. But then it but then it gets stupid here, okay? So <laughs> we knew the, the weather was coming. It was pretty apparent. The clouds were moving in. We're like, oh, here we go. Um, so you would think that these teams would tell their drivers, like, hey, stay conservative here, okay? Like, look, we got to, you know, it's going to be a long rain delay here. Just make sure the car is on one piece. But, but instead, the two JGR bums in the 18 and the 20 do want to go ham. And they caused the big one. Uh, out of nowhere and, and and i'm just like sitting there going like uh, what in the hell like what did, what just happened here like big ones like this in the great american race typically don't happen and and it was at that very moment i knew i knew at that very moment i was like oh my goodness they are not going to race the entire race now because the big one happened so early so uh, yeah. let's get our thoughts on this eric you go first man uh, what'd you think uh, wasn't that ridiculous well- I mean, like, so first off, you know, them racing two wide, a little bit of three wide, I thought was a little risky for being 14 laps in, but two wide would come to expect it since they took the restrictor plates off and invented the giant spoilers two years ago. So I was like, okay, this just looks like a normal Daytona race, a little bit of pushing, but you know, the one plus side of the giant spoilers is, you know, the car is usually pretty stable. I mean, yeah, you can knock them out of the way, but you got to hit them really, really hard to do so. The problem there was Bell had a run granted, you know, you, you, I can't blame Kyle Busch for that at all. He pushed him up there and then he got off Christopher Bell. Bell had plenty of time to either lift or do whatever he wanted. Instead, he kept his foot in it. And the most important thing or the most important mistake he made was that it looked like he turned the wheel still. He was still moving sideways as he came across, came to uh, Almarola's bumper. And we've seen it happen in 2018 when Austin Dillon turned Eric Almarola. It happens time and time again. It happened last year with Newman and, and Blaney on the final 100 yards. You know, it's like if you're moving laterally sideways across somebody's bumper at, you know, the very end of a straightaway, when you're at high, high speeds like that, 
it causes big accidents. So it was just a rookie move. It was a rookie mistake, a, a rookie bump drafting mistake from a second year driver who has more experience than your average cup series rookie these days. So that was disappointing. Like I point out that in the Arca race the day before Gracie Trotter, who's was actually making her first ever start at Daytona at a track yeah. like Daytona made the uh, same mistake. I can forgive Derek. that a little bit. I can forgive that a little bit, but I can't forgive. What do you mean? I can forgive. I'm not like, now you're like going to be trying to burn Christopher Bell at the stake for 20 years. But I'm like, I, you know, it's, it's harder to watch a top cup series, not top cup series, but for a top cup team, you know, great driver, make that kind of mistake that early in the race. But you're right, Darian. I think it was pretty clear once you take out half the field that, yeah, they're not going to race as hard ridiculous. the rest of the way. It was so ridiculous, too, because a lot of good cars were taken out early on. You know what I mean? Like mm. the 48 and that beautiful 43. Oh, my gosh. And, and Jared, what was the joke you said all weekend about Eric Jones? Uh, go ahead. What would you say? What, what was it? I can't remember. Oh, oh you can't say it. <laughs> it no, wasn't no. that good, obviously. No, no. You had said something <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess he should have kept the 20. Something along those lines. I, I can't remember. But a lot of people were hammering. Christopher oh, yeah, LaBelle yeah, yeah. with the I, Mickey I, Mouse yeah, bump draft uh, in the chat. I, I, I was saying, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, Eric Jones would have made that mistake. Just saying. <laughs> hey, he's a good super speedway racer. That yeah. is one thing he had going for him. Yeah. And I had it been fantasy. Um, Dang it. He was up. I was just sad to see my guy I took out in just 15 laps. Yeah, yeah that's it, disappointing. The pole center, and, too. And it's going to forever hurt him in the starting positions the rest of the year unless he can miraculously get a win. Yeah, so you can thank the 18 and the 20 for that one, ladies and gentlemen. So after the rain delay, which is about six Well, I want to ask Josh, what did you think oh, of the sorry. of the huge pileup on, yeah, on, on lap 14 or whatever it was? And how you don't get that in Formula 1 very much. <laughs> 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 no, it was um, – I mean, what was it like? 14, 15? Yeah, 14, thir- yeah. Uh, 13. It was it was crazy. Like out of two. Yeah, I mean the, that that early on, you know, and and again with um with Bell making that uh, type of move, just taking out that many you know, front running cars, kind of sucked, you know, because yeah. again you just knew that these guys are just gonna form the train for the remainder of the race and not really sort of run two three wide until like with 20 to go it's like well okay we've got like what how many hundred laps left yeah that's gonna have a whole race left that was like the crazy (laughs) part about this because typically when like rain delays happen in these situations like outside of like the 2014 daytona 500 like there was a couple delays in like the 2010 race like not for rain but for other like nonsense going on on the track like late like in in the later stages of the race like this is a very the, the very beginning of the race um isn't resumed until hours later i think what was it jared like the race resumed around what eight nine o'clock around that time uh, about eight thirty nine o'clock eastern yeah. time i mean it, it ended like monday morning yeah. it was yeah, like one yeah, o'clock was, yeah. basically so i i think outside of like 30 or 40 laps they were just choo-chooing it on the outside and i'm like i knew that was gonna happen you know but uh Oh, I hear something in the background. Okay, I oh, know we're good. <laughs> Mickey Mouse there? <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse. It's the Mickey Mouse right there. But no, so, so what happened was, um, you know, they were basically just choo-chooing it the whole time. And, like, obviously, if you follow me on, on NASCAR Twitter, I'm just like, choo-choo, basically just trying to have fun with it. But in, in reality, though, it was just 
Ah, oh, it was just it wasn't that entertaining to watch. I guess if you were like watching it on TV and stuff, but I don't know. Being there in person, I I don't know. I don't know. Like obviously, it's my first five hundred ever, so I'm obviously gonna have a soft. Spot. It was boring as hell. Let's yeah, be real. Was, yeah, 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 yeah. Boring yeah. as hell in person. You couldn't see half the damn track mm. because there was a fog bank rolling over. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there was so much <laughs> fog too. Let's not forget about this. that. I mean, there just, was, like there's some funny. See, I, I I couldn't really tell because you can't really you like you could see the fog, but wasn't affecting anything i was seeing from in the infield where i was at so yeah i mean on, it was affecting our view vantage point a little bit and on tv the cameras were all close enough that everything still looked clear but it just feels like the daytona 500 every year turns into some sort of marathon that's why i tweeted at some point i tweeted that nascar fans i swear are the hardest working fans of any major sport because to, to be at a racetrack and we've we've all you know been been to a track at some point or another with a lengthy rain delay to grind it out in those damp ugly old-fashioned grandstands hiding from the rain hiding mm-hmm. in your pickup truck sleeping in your pickup truck you know wading through mud on the infield wherever you may be we've all been there we've all had to do something like that at some point and the racing it's all day you know sometimes it's an all-day party when it goes well other days it's an all-day just absolute marathon that <laughs> you, know, you guys were talking before we went live y'all both feel sick you know after just hanging out there for a couple of days you, know, you just get wore out that's like uh, the nascar race sickness that we all end up feeling after a race because it's just keep working a, out get a good workout uh, it's a uh, physically regiment. demanding sport to support in person yeah. sometimes and it feels like the daytona 500 person perfectly embodies this the last couple of years these late nights these damp rainy f- fog like what the you just can't plan for all this stuff. I mean, it's <laughs> just crazy. I will say the one positive this year was that we had infield parking for where we were at. So we got to sit in a Corolla throughout the entire rain delay. So that wasn't bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I don't fit in a Corolla. So that sounds like hell to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you fit in a Camry. So can you fit in uh, anything, Eric? I do fit in a Camry. Okay. So I oh, guess, okay. I guess a Corolla, I could squeeze. I'll just take up the whole back seat. I'll sit sideways. Josh, to let you know, Eric is like a giant. Yeah, six foot seven. Crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Other than Michael Jordan, NASCAR's newest team owner, which is a great segue. And actually, we don't have to talk about Michael Jordan. That's not really a segue. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. We can talk about another Michael. Oh, yes. McDowell. McDowell. The day, dude. We were like going crazy. Dude, the final lap was insane. You know, like they were basically just holding back. And poor Denny Hamlin. I was watching him the entire time. Poor Denny Hamlin was trying his best to work with people. But like, like there were at, at, <laughs> at one point with like five or four laps to go, Kyle Larson was just holding him back because he was trying to push Larson out of line to work with him. And Larson was like, no, I don't want to leave the line. So poor Denny Hamlin, who was the most dominant car throughout the, um, uh, the entire race, unfortunately, like just could not compete for the lead because nobody well, wanted to work together. It all goes back on that final uh, set of pit stops because – Joe Logano honestly timed it very perfectly that when the Toyotas were coming out, Denny Hamlin's up on the high line and he's like, okay, yeah, we're going to hop in and Joe's like, psych, we're going down. It's, it was crazy. And then like Kislowski was trying to get the run and you could tell with two laps to go entering turn three, he got that. He was trying uh, okay. to get that big, big run there. I, I want to say that I, as much as I went back and rewatched it, people, I saw some people say that Michael McDowell wrecked Brad and then Brad hit Joe because of that. No, what happened was Joey and Brad 
were honestly being very defensive. They went down in front of Austin Dillon. And, <laughs> and so here comes Michael and Chase and everyone else on the high line. They got all that momentum. Yeah. But then but then Joey Brown's like, oh, wait, wait, let's go back up top. No, and what's what's Michael supposed to do? Lift because you want to go up there? Yeah. No, you don't you don't lift in the final up of the Daytona 500. So yeah, they, they hit Brad and then Brad hits Joey. They both go wreck and then Michael McDowell goes and wins. And we were screaming, weren't we, Jerry? We were like, oh, let's go. McDowell's the 500. The, yeah, the, 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 the crowd was going nuts. Like, I, I, I didn't see anybody in there. There were people after the race that were like, cheering I mean, I, I really should have been more worried that someone was hurt like I was well, a year ago. Well, no, no. I was excited because McDowell just won the freaking 500. Well, what happened with my pay, uh, vantage point was like, I saw the huge, you know, ball of fire and I was like, oh, no, is he okay? You know what I mean? Like, because I knew they were going to call the caution. And to those saying, like, oh, NASCAR shouldn't have called the cut co- like like no, no no they made the right call after last Li- year definitely. lives are on the line at that point yeah it's like <laughs> come on y'all like like they made the right call there that was a crazy wreck and then even from bubba's on um on board view it was he had fire go into his cockpit yeah he looked it was funny he, you know they're sitting there they got this shot of him and he's like like you could it's see him kind like, of go like no, this as he like hit and i've never seen like like with the hans and everything like there's really no movement from the body of the head but i you could see bubba go as he like went into the wreck, I've never uh, seen that in a driver. A Honda device can protect you from a lot of things and all that stuff, yeah. but it can also keep you from moving anywhere when a freaking fireball's in front of your face. I want to ask Josh really quick, like, like, just what do you think of like the super speedway racing compared to you know the typical like you know Formula One you know uh, racing etiquette? Like, what do you think? Well, I mean, like, if if you ask any sort of typical Formula One fans who despise NASCAR, they'll just say it's boring. You know, that that's the typical response um, of those so-called Formula One fans who despise NASCAR. Of course, there's a lot more to it than just driving around in circles. Um, but, you know, I've seen this come up for debate lately about how, whether or not there should be, you know, restricted plate racing, super, super speedway racing. Um, you, you know, honestly... The, like this has sort of become an issue in the last two years where we've had these types of wrecks going on. Um, but y- you know, like, well, we're going to get, we're going to get rid of Daytona. Is that yeah, ever going to be an option? That will never happen. It's just like we, we, we make these complaints about um, these types of wrecks going on. The, the single file racing, not much happening. Um, but we're not going to get rid of it. <laughs> it always remained part of the schedule and that's I, a, I guess I, I guess we could just run the road course and that's a perfect yeah, segue that's... into this we'll talk about this for a moment like the racing etiquette is also coming into question of these drivers you know what i mean because i i mean i was putting tweets out the other day like i i personally believe this is a driver problem i mean just um a nascar man on twitter who puts out amazing content on youtube and twitter by the way um uh he put out a thing um Pretty much like an end. Uh, it listed out the number of crashes in the Daytona yeah. 500 by year. And you could tell, I noticed since stage okay. racing was introduced in 2017, mm-hmm. the number has spiked to like 30 cars a year. Yeah. It was like at 2024. 20, I, I, yeah. I don't think there's one root cause for this. I think it's a lot of mm-hmm. both of bad things. decisions and also just driver etiquette problems all mixed into one. I mean, you know, <clears throat> people are talking like, with, and, and I'm not going to use this as a change because, you know, everyone knows how I am with the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and bash the playoffs. It's just one thing that I, I said last year about it, too, is it's a system that promotes go for broke, go for the win at all costs, leave everything else at the door kind of racing, which is fine. It's just that when you have every, when you have 30 drivers at the very least 
who know they realistically have a shot at that, they're going to do that. Then you have all these drivers that are younger coming up that, you know, for some of them were born after Dale Earnhardt died. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, they live in a safer world it, you know, than drivers of the past have. Well, they mentioned uh, it during the broadcast that only one driver in the field this weekend was in that race with Dale Earnhardt when he died in 2001. That was Kurt Busch. And Dale Senior Many drivers, flipped him off in the race, too. <laughs> there's that fun detail as well. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't want me to cut you off, Jared, but I want to echo uh -oh. that. I, I 100% believe it. It comes from a mindset of you know, almost every driver in the field today has not seen a NASCAR driver die in their lifetime. Like at least since they remember it. And I think as drivers like Jeff Gordon, Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, I could just keep rounding off Matt Kenseth, Carl Edge, as they've started to retire and you could tell they put an emphasis on safety. They put an emphasis on that driver etiquette. I think this came perfectly into play two years ago, three years ago, Martin Truex versus Joey Logano at Martinsville, that bump and run. Martin Truex Jr., 40 years old, Joey Logano, 25 years old. There's a huge difference there and you could see it. And right now the field is full of Joey Logano's. And I believe Joey Logano, I think his him blocking late on Keselowski because God do what I got to do to win the Daytona 500 is what caused that wreck. And I wish, I wish, you saw how pissed Brad Keselowski was. I'll through the helmet. His helmet I've never seen I it. Punch Joey Logano in the face. I wish drivers, <laughs> I wish Eric Almarola had beat the shit out of Christopher Bell after that lap 14 crash. Or I wish their crew guys had gotten into a fight. Actually, that, that's a bad example. Eric cussed? What? Just, just, Al, just Almirola and Bowman. Just, just ready to gang up under a rhino The drivers have to hold each other accountable. The problem is yes. we look at these blocks. I'm going to focus on the Logano one. You look at the block and you're like, oh, he's just doing what he has to do to win the Daytona 500. What, wreck himself in the field? Because you know that block isn't going to work. And so I'm like, why do we not, like, why do we not, why do the drivers not actually hold each other accountable for bad blocks at Daytona the way they do when you get bumped and run at Bristol? And that they did back in the day. Um, but they you know, don't anymore. I, I know. And I think that's, that's the, the problem. Yeah. Well, that, what happened to boys have at it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Man. Because if you're going to get turned at 200 miles per hour, like I feel like the least you can do is, you know, just, just fight him a little bit. Well, and I think the reason, the reason they don't fight is because I think even Joey Logano, he knows he just wrecked and almost you know, went flying into the fence quite nearly. But even Logano is like, I wasn't going to get hurt. Like you know? it's, it's crazy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That mindset is dangerous. He doesn't like, actually feel like he's, he was in danger. Like he didn't feel like he was putting himself in danger by doing that block. And so he doesn't understand why a driver who's a little older, like Brad Keselowski or like Denny Hamlin that, would be so put off by that and that's what i don't understand is this is literally a year after ryan newman this is 20 yeah. years after earnhardt like the, the, the little significance to this race uh, do they like did they not do, do they not realize that you can you can get seriously injured in these things it doesn't matter how well, safe they are <laughs> like it still can happen and that's that's what like you know just to, to echo those sentiments that's what pisses me off about a lot of them today is they don't they don't act they like they're doing something that's mm -hmm. dangerous and also yeah. another thing too is you can tell that a lot of these drivers did not work on cars at all growing up because i mean they could just wreck well, these you know given. yeah i mean like they just wreck these cars and it's like nothing to them it's like oh they'll just fix it or like like somebody's got to fix that like like this is like millions and millions of dollars of damage that has to go back to the shop and now i personally fix I, that. I think that's why i personally find myself liking you know our, our friend ryan Vargas because not only does he out there driving virginia motorsports yeah. he's behind the scenes in the shop working on that same car that he drives and one of the things that he told us was specifically, you know, hey guys, maybe I could have raced a bit more aggressive, got a better finish. 
I want to take good care of it. He walked away with just a small scratch on the side of it yeah. and not and didn't have a car he's got to fix. They could take that thing to Taldeca and use it again. Yep. You know, you know what I think would be a, a, a solution to at least make them stop making really stupid moves like that? What? Take a pe- like penalize them. Like out of like not NASCAR, but the team owners. Like, hey, if yeah. you if if we deem you like and make it the team owners at the team owner's discretion, if you make a dumbass move, we will take that out of your salary. I think that'd be a way to stop them. Because I really can't... hope the meeting at Penske probably yesterday between Keselowski, Logano, and Roger Penske, who was involved, I really hope they had those types of conversations. Because all I know is two years ago, Brad Keselowski went on TV and bashed Joey Logano for making bad blocks at Daytona. He went on TV this week and bashed Joey Logano indirectly for making a bad block at Daytona. But nothing's changing. Nothing is actually changing. So, okay, maybe my my rant earlier about it, they should start fighting. That's not going to change necessarily anything either. But I think you're right, Jared. The team owners who are footing the bills for these teams, at some point it's like, I understand. In the moment, driver instinct is I have to block. There is my race. But these are supposed to be the best drivers. They're supposed to have the best reflexes. You got to be able to think faster than that. And if you can't think fast enough to realize, hey, this block is about to wreck me and a bunch of other people mm-hmm. at 200 miles an hour, then – you know, I, I think that makes you a, that means you're a worse NASCAR driver. If that, that's your snap decision-making skills, if that's what it amounts to. So yeah. I don't know. That's, that's the problem I have there because, you know, I, I do think, I do think it's a problem that people are wrecking dramatically at the end of these Daytona races. And quite often it's because of a late block or an ill-advised block or someone pushing way too early in the case of bell and Bush in this last race. And it's just like, there are no consequences. The consequences used to be drivers get injured or killed and everyone would have to live with that and see that the very next week. Now that doesn't happen anymore. So what, where do the consequences actually come from? And right now I just don't see any, so nothing's going to change. Yeah. I, I, and, and I guess to, to close it, um, out this topic here, um, do you guys think that something dramatic happening would lead to changes? Unfortunately, like, you know oh. what I mean? Yeah. I think it's been too ingrained at this point. Uh, I mean, you've, you've had, you have half a decade of, of this kind of just, absolute insanity i mean back in 2015 they were calling it you know denny hamlin called it the wild wild west and that was still with jeff gordon and dale jr jimmy johnson i mean it was matt kenseth who instigated that and you know i mean if i'm being objective that was the wrong thing to do in in person that was freaking awesome but (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be real but i mean it's it's been i think it's been going on too long i mean for something drastic i mean what what defines drastic because i I don't think a driver being injured obviously isn't well no that's what i'm saying like like possibly a driver losing their lives possibly look at look at the injuries look at the injuries in cup look at look how many more injuries we've had in the past five years compared to i'd say even the 10 years before that Mm -hmm. it's not a mistake that it's with the old guard leaving yeah i mean it's not absolutely and and i i i think it's gonna get worse um we'll you know i but uh I, they're to gonna have on. to learn one way or another yeah we'll see what happens with that but let's move on to the famous iceberg poll the poll is back on the nascar weekly podcast Ooh. on black flags matter go over the poll jared uh a record-breaking poll by the way oh yeah we finally cracked double digits in the thousands this week for it we got thirteen thousand posts Awesome. Well, well God, it just is what it shows on screen. It shows 12 uh, on here, but on my studio, it shows uh, 13. Uh, 17% of you thought this was a great race. Uh, to each your own. I didn't know there were uh, that many Michael McDowell fans in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming out the woodworks now. Yeah. 27% of you thought this was a good race. 35% said average. 15% said below average. And 6% of you said this was a bad race, meaning that 44% of you had a net positive reception whereas 21 percent of you had a negative one six percent chase elliott fans (laughs) (laughs) look at looking at some of these uh 
comments here. Looking at them here. Uh, first one here is having a wreck that big that early put everyone into conservative mode until the end. Still a solid race, though. Man, I agreed with you until the end there. Um, but yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, let's see what else we got. I'm trying to get different people than usual because I, I I seem to read like the same 13 the, people. They always upvote yeah, their the, their buddies. You know the normal the normal <laughs> crowd. We got a little click going on right now. <laughs> Uh, Tahim Brown says, I was scared when Kyle slammed Brad head on. Thank God he and Brad are okay. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that um, Cinder got destroyed in that wreck as well. So I oh, hope that I really hope Roger Penske sat down with, with those guys afterwards. Like, at least with wow. And Ryan Blaney was in the first one, all four Penske cars. And plus Matt Benedetto got Toro. I, I am I am reading this comment strictly because of the profile <laughs> name. It's Pineapple 13 Power. Or no, it's pineapple power, but the I's are ones and the E's are threes. So I just find that wow. funny. What are these names? But it says that was the worst Daytona 500 I have ever seen. Nice. Yeah, I've been here for, since 2013. Well, some people, some people have said, uh, told me it's like the third worst 500. So we might have a video on that. I don't know. Super boring <laughs> for the period after the red until the last half lap. Happy for McDowell and team, but not a great race at all. Uh, let's re- let's get two more and then we'll get to the bottom one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Aiden, uh, Shereen says, uh, first 199 laps, poo poo. Uh, last lap, Keselowski go burr. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a good summary. The one thing about all these, uh, comments being on here, and by the way, I had to read it on my phone. Um, yeah, it's, fine. it's not coming up on the computer. Uh, but the one thing about so many comments is you have to refresh a lot. So let's see what else we got. Um, Clemson fan three twenty two says NASCAR needs to fix this rules package for super speedways. This is getting ridiculous. I, I, again, I think it's driver drivers. Problem. Yeah, driver problem first. If more than <laughs> I mean, the rules the showing up on the show. I mean, the rules <laughs> certainly like yeah. The rules certainly you know allow for bigger runs, but like you're supposed to be the best guys in the world. They need to yeah. They they need to be they should be able to handle it. You know yeah. Jonathan C says, "Bring back tandem racing. This race was way too much single file." Hmm? But I mean, tandem races who... have like the most, like other than the last couple of years, didn't they have the most tore up cars yeah, on that list? Carl Edwards, uh, two thousand. I think those tandem racing <laughs> they, was iffy. I don't know if we, they really destroyed a ton, but they produced the most dangerous speed. So I remember mm. the very first, the twenty eleven Budweiser shootout. They were hitting like. 210 215 it was crazy oh, yeah. it was crazy i was like holy crap like they're going this fast <laughs> didn't didn't the lights go out in one of the practices <laughs> yeah they were yeah. going full speed at least i think Kyle Busch no the, the, I, no i think it was it was gordon and edwards and they oh. didn't let off the gas <laughs> i'm like oh my god they're, they're like let's let's just keep going let's get to the light side go 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 yeah, Did, nice. I, I i i don't see drivers today doing that i'm sorry i just <laughs> oh. i don't the current car just wouldn't work. It worked that better to car tomorrow. It was so flat and it worked. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying in the same situation, I don't oh, see yeah, them they, doing they that. Oh, yeah, they would live off, yeah. yeah. And what's the all final right, comment? So what's the final comment? Last comment. All right, I want all of your predictions, all four of you to predict. Is it positive or negative? Negative. I think it's a negative. Josh, it's almost always negative. Mm-hmm. The first person to comment always hates something or yeah, somebody. So it has to be negative. It's got to be negative based on what most people have thought about this race. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? I mean, Yeah. You should go positive. Negative, probably. <laughs> All right. From Isaac Gonzalez says, and the Mickey Mouse trophy goes yes, to Mr. Yes, Rebel, yes, not Michael yes. McDowell. Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse champion. Nice. <laughs> hey, there he is. I love it. Wow. 
Oh my god. Danny has the trophy. Go. How did you how did you steal that? Oh yeah. man. So before we segue into the ratings talk here, make sure to lick that like button. We have five hundred and fifty-three people watching, only hundred and sixty-nine likes. Nice. I'm joking because I actually have like a Mickey Mouse trophy on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to lick that like button, everybody. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Okay. Someone give me McDowell's uh, address. Do we, yeah. do, we re- do we really have to talk about the writing? Uh, yeah, that no, we need to talk about the we'll writing. We'll touch on it. Yeah, we'll touch on it. So really quick, Jared, uh, you usually read them. Do you want me to read them, though? Or you got it? Um, Go for it, man. All right, let's do it. Okay, so the TV ratings. Trucks. One uh, uh, pulled in. Uh, one point uh one million and sixty. Well, I, I can't. Oh my god, I'll Jared! It. I'll do it. <laughs> oh, just do it. Just do it. Famous. Oh god. Trucks got one one point oh six five million viewers, which is up six percent over one point oh oh five uh from last year. So that's the good stuff. Uh, also, Arca has eight hundred ninety two thousand, up twelve percent over last year. Mm-hmm. Also pretty good. Also, congrats to Jamie Little on being the first woman. Yeah, to... that was the only good thing about that race. That was the only good thing. Well, I, I heard she did a really good job. Yeah, she so. was decent. I, I had yeah. no problems. And with also, that. Ty Gibbs like slamming Arca afterwards was awesome. You guys couldn't <laughs> hear that, but at the track, it was pretty. Cool. He sort of did on tv it was a more tempered down version of it. but then he apologized for that afterwards you see guys yeah, see him on twitter because, because, uh, yeah. I'd, I'd say i'd say that was arca or Joe no dale jarrett. Dale, jarrett. dale jarrett got on him dale jarrett yeah. getting on him get, get out of here come on I, I agree with both i think dale jarrett was right i don't like when drivers call daytona not a real racetrack but at the same time i think everything else he said like we need some edge. We need some edge in these drivers that it doesn't isn't well, you know, blocking on the last half and causing a ten car wreck kind of edge. Yeah. We need personality edge. That wasn't all he said though. Yeah, like, well, that's he, what he said on he TV. Said, no, 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 no. What he said at the track was even mm. more. No, he said. Well, okay, that, well, he might have said more at the track, but I'm did. assuming Dale Jarrett heard TV oh. only. So what he said at the track was, and I like I'm, I will quote to my best ability because I did not record it. He had said something to the regards of there are too many drivers out here. Majority of them don't deserve to be out here. He's, he then said that I'm going to go on to iRacing because even though there's more drama on there, it's more real racing than this and, <laughs> and has better drivers than we had today. Yeah. And then proceeds to just leave the interview like a mic drop. Yeah, Dude, I like awesome. that. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, you don't have to agree with what he said, but as someone who just wants more personality in the sport, it was pretty badass. I love that. Yeah, I love, love that. It. But you shouldn't have to apologize for that, man. So, no. Um, but anyway, uh, so that was a good. Now we're going to completely nose dive here. Uh, Xfinity. <laughs> Uh, 1.609 million viewers down 11 percent uh still most watched not of the day but uh for fs1 since uh, i think the it was like college football group, season yeah which i i don't really think that's saying much but okay yeah. um yeah. just because fs1 doesn't get that big but anyway the daytona 500 had a 2.8 average rating of 4.83 million oh. viewers it was rain delayed horrible time slot it was trending actually to be slightly up over 2019, which is good. Um, started with a 4.7 rating, which is like nearly double what it ended with. So, I mean, it started with around eight to 9 million viewers to start with. And if that's trending above 2019, you can at least make a case to say we've hit that stabilization still, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, it's just a shame because this is two years in a row. Think back to 2020 when they had the president there and they were tracking like with over 11 million viewers watching the green flag of that race. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. it got rained out and they had 7 million viewers on Monday. So you lost out a huge opportunity there to maybe win over some new fans because last year's Daytona 500, albeit Bad with hype. a terrifying crash at the end, was really exciting. This year's Daytona 500 kind of sucked. But even so, you know, 
you still had over, I think I, I saw someone say they had nearly 9 million people watching the green flag and that number would have only have gone up afterwards. Of course, we ended up with roughly half that uh, later in the evening with after the long rain delay. So it's really just rain has killed two straight years of, of you know, a golden opportunity for NASCAR and Fox for, to, to build new fans. So, and they're spamming noon in the chat. GG guys. Yes, y'all know <laughs> yeah, yeah. Y'all, how was the weather at there at Daytona oh, around was, noon, around noon? It was uh, sunny as hell. It was sunny. Yeah. It was clear. You know what I mean? It was crazy. It was nice. It was so crazy. we didn't talk about the third when we were talking about Daytona 500. Uh, y'all, it got intense down in the infield where I was at. I was under um, the, the solar panel roof that they have there on these uh in these on these picnic tables with a UNOH umbrella well all of a sudden like the, the storm's already hit in and we're thinking okay we'll just sit out here all of a sudden this gust of wind about 50 miles an hour or better comes blowing in i literally saw a picnic table go flying up and hit someone the umbrella that was at the umbrella that was at our table broke clean off the metal and and uh it did for about three or four at tables and everyone was panicking thinking what is going on there's, there's umbrellas flying everywhere so we ended up like like my brother-in-law barely holding on to this umbrella he's like looks like he's about to go flying in the air this oh, thing. And, and, then, and then so we were able to get all get up bring it back over and then so we like basically put it like this and then this uh, security guy comes up like afterwards he's like we need you to put that down it's like whoa, 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 whoa. it's gonna blow away if we try to do anything sir you don't understand but no get out of my infield oh that's hilarious but no man like these noon like noon start times at least for the 500 i'd say like put it back to noon 1 p.m maybe but like you know just starting it later just killed like all the momentum they had too and then it was like it was terrible bro i mean like yeah granted we were in the grandstands but it was like on and off on and off for hours though man it was crazy yeah, I think for the Florida races, just, I mean, I lived in Florida for a few months and, you know, even people not from Florida understand that like the later you get into the afternoon, the higher the chance of, of things getting soggy, you know? So uh, running the Daytona 500, I actually did some research for this for my video today, but uh, of the last five races, and I'm talking about 2021, 2019, 18, and then you have to go back to 2009 where they scheduled that race for 3.30 Eastern time. If you look at those last five races that have started 2.30 or later, three of them have been affected by rain in some way, shape or form. That's 60%. If you look at between 2010 and 2016, that was seven years. Only two of those races were affected by rain and all those start, I think at one Eastern time. So you either go for 28% chance of rain for the early starts or 60% chance of rain. I understand it's a very small sample size, not very great data at all here, but you know, twice as likely to get rained out if you start a race at three or two in the afternoon in Florida than if you start a race at noon or one. So I think that alone should influence Fox and NASCAR's decision for next year and beyond. At least I would hope, because you can't keep losing out on these golden opportunities to win over new potential fans. And that's what keeps happening. Absolutely. So now moving on, uh, the next topic we have on hand, um, it says here, now we touched up on it a bit in the beginning about the charter system and guys missing. Uh, but I wanted to get um, a, a more take on um, uh, from Josh Raval, um, because in F1, they have this rule. Um, it's called the, I believe it's called the 107% rule. So Josh, could you further explain that rule, please? Yeah, so basically, um, uh, the 107% rule was uh, introduced in the mid-90s. It was basically a way of, of stopping... Uh, underfunded Italian teams from coming in and lapping about three 
minutes slower than actual cars. There was an actual problem. Mm. Wow. <laughs> but um, it basically, you got a lap within 107% of the um, pulse at his time, uh, which if you're relatively well-funded and if you've got a decent driver in the car, it's, it's not that hard, but it stops this complete circus from transpiring in the race um but yeah like it's it's rarely been broken since it was introduced in the 90s Uh, um like the only the last time it was broken was 2012 when you had the spanish team that was you know so severely underfunded um you know that's that literally drove around with their promo cars because I guess they were <laughs> wow. so busy throwing, uh, throwing goats off church towers and or whatever they do in Spain. Um, and, but the, but the point really at the end of the day is that, you know, it, it's literally a case of if you don't perform to a certain extent, you're going home. Um, you know, so like it's, it's a, it's a good, it's a good system that works most times. Okay. <laughs> I say most times, yeah. So the reason I bring that up is because, you know, this NASCAR charter system practically guarantees these charter field teams a spot. And it was definitely, it was looking like it was definitely being abused by, I mean, now, I don't want to say abused because, like, I mean, if you have the money to buy a charter, then, like, yeah, you have a charter. Okay, like, no. I'm not going to knock you for that. But the Rick Ware racing cars, Jared, talk about it, man. Well, okay, so Rick Ware's got, like, four cars and it's, it's slow as hell. But the, what I'm thinking is... I think what's going to happen because NASCAR has shown that they kind of control where they're going with charters and I don't want them to do this, but I think they're going to, I would rather we have like a 107% rule uh, if, you know, done correctly in NASCAR. Um, But I think they're probably going to do is make him sell them. He is going to sell them at a high price to probably a better team who will pay a lot of money and he is going to laugh his happy ass all the way to the bank. I didn't even That's think what's going to happen. <laughs> I didn't even think about Dude, that. Dude, he is going to be like, like he, I mean, he already obviously has lots of money. Like, mm. this man's going to have, like, probably, I mean, these charters are going for more than ever now. Like, this man has, like, made his own stock market that people can, like, invest in with charters here. And he's going to cash out at the peak. I need to invest in that. And, <laughs> un- and, and unlike many people probably watching at home, he ain't using Robinhood. No. Um, no. So. I, it's a brilliant scheme because I think that's what he's doing. I can uh, call I it a scheme that immediately like scheme. makes it sound really like dastardly it, and it underhanded. feels like it, man. It <laughs> feels like it. This dude does just enough to make his team like presentable. And Not props to him. Good. Props to him for that. You know, if he wants to do. That I mean, he does thing. the bare minimum. Has them out there running. Like, I mean, uh, it was almost four, a hazard almost, in this dual race. Four. Dude, Derek Cope. Dude, Derek Cope almost took out the field. I was like, "What's going on?" He was going half the speed of the pack, just right there on the inside. I mean, it's dead ass like driving through Florida. You have an old guy in the slowest car out there. Oh my god! It's serious references. It 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 mirrors real life. I mean, he was so off the pace, dude. And like, I don't know how it looked on TV, but in person, it was ridiculous. Just having like a whole (laughs) pack of cars would go by, and then like. 27 seconds later, Cope going, like, what is he doing out here, man? Yeah, this is ridiculous. But I, I don't know. Like, 
do you guys think that NASCAR should probably, I mean, like, like they're probably not going to do this or whatever, but, like, you, you know, the charters are probably here to stay for quite some time. Like, I would want NASCAR to put some sort of rule in that is similar to a to the 107% rule, but I, I don't know. What do you guys think? At this point, like, the charters are probably here to stay, right? Their current rule is something along the lines of if you finish, like, in the bottom three in owner points for, like, two or three years in a row i'm not getting it right but it's something like that mm -hmm. then you get your charter revoked or somehow that that is your that is their 107 percent okay. rule but it's super loose and i feel like you can like kind of game the system by like you know maybe changing the number of car like in rick ware's case maybe you know you you rotate you have Derek cope drive the 54 for three races but then you put you hire he, he obviously you know i probably wouldn't hire but then you hire landon castle for three races and he might sneak that car into the top 30 for a couple races and that helps you out and you can kind of rotate your drives but no I, I do think there should be something a little bit more in place you know i i it's you know don't hate the player hate the system and the longer nascar goes with the system the harder it's going to be for them to like effectively buy out everyone's charter it's going to become more and more expensive over time if their value keeps going up so i don't see the charter system going away as long as they're increasing in value if they ever start decreasing in value then we have a problem but the way it looks right now is it's just like if in 20 years we could see you know 30 you know there'll be 36 charters 20 of them will be rick wear or similar equipment and you may only have 15 or 16 truly no. factory teams like really competitive teams and that that will be an issue is if it just gets to the point where too many cars in the field are just did undrivable say, did you say 20 rick wear racing cars i'm saying in like 10 or 20 like not 10 years probably like 20 years down the line if this system is still in place you just don't know like eventually yeah. you know eventually kroger pulls out and jtg doherty shuts down that that happens there and there's, there's your cell well i guess they only have one charter now but you're selling a charter and who's gonna buy that charter another no disrespect rick Ware live fast motorsports who i'm not convinced at this point is really going to be a contender anytime soon another spire who maybe is on the up and up that's who's going to buy your charter first you're not going to get that many michael jordans out there buying mm -hmm. charters it's just it's there's not that many of those people out there right exactly so now moving on let's see the next topic oh gosh this list <laughs> this episode is sponsored by forney industries that's right folks if you haven't watched the nascar weekly podcast in a few weeks because this is the first time we've been on darian's channel mm. in like a year mm. uh the nascar weekly podcast is a part of the out of the groove podcast network and is sponsored today by forney industries forney offers uh, a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines metalworking accessories and more uh, for do-it-yourself all the way to professional metal workers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Uh, shop Forney's products at Forney Inn. That's ForneyIND.com. I believe the link is down in the description or at an authorized, uh, an authorized Forney dealer near you. Get it done with green Forney Industries. Thank you to them for sponsoring the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Yes, thank you guys very, very much. I believe now it is time. Is it that time? Is it that time, ladies and gentlemen? There's a storm coming in my way. Oh, no. Storm coming here. Josh has got and no idea what's happening. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Ooh. Weekly Podcast. I didn't cut out, I don't think. Nice. No, no, no you, you did. absolutely did. did. Oh, man. And it, and, it just got, and it just got me realizing that, like, when you do the final round of Super Chats, I need to run outside because I forgot the Dale call out there. <laughs> Josh, you can't see it, but there's lightning flashing effects yeah, going on right now. So, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. no, I don't have them. I don't have them. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> I don't have them. No effects. I didn't have them put in. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Darian's, wait, Darian's wait, going wait, cheap on us. What all do you not? Have? Do you at least have the outro? What all do you not have? I have no. I have everything but that. I swear. Okay. Oh my yeah. goodness. <laughs> I have everything Darian's, about that. Darian's cheaping out on us. I'm oh sorry, my gosh. Guys. 
there you go. There's your <laughs> lightning. Jared, do your thing. What's on tab? What's on the lightning round? All right. Oh, cheapskate. Um, anyway, Shriners <laughs> Hospital is going to sponsor Jesse Little for multiple races this year. So that's good. There's a lot of sponsorship news. Um, on top of that, Buffalo Bills running back Antonio Williams, who we got the pleasure of actually meeting at a Cracker Barrel this weekend. That was one of the oddest <laughs> things guy. I've done. He's a humble guy. Yo. How much more American does it get? <laughs> I don't remember. Football player at Cracker Barrel outside Daytona Beach. That's. I, I, we also got to meet his dad too. That was really yeah. cool. oh, and he's and he's there with his dad. Yep. So wholesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is going to invest in Joe Graff Jr. Uh, so that that was news. And another running back, New Orleans Saints running back and former uh, like I don't know, how do say classmate, colleague. Uh, so basically, ball. me me and Alvin Kamara lived in the same building, Ball Hall at UT, and I would see him pretty much probably once a week, a couple times a, a couple times a week. In the same elevator, I mean, it's like, you know, didn't really say, oh, hey, come on, Alvin, how are you doing? I didn't really say that. But it's like, I'd see the guy every day, and then now he's sponsoring Ryan Vargas. Dude, yeah. that's yes. awesome, Ryan Vargas. And I'm looking, Sports Center's even picked it up. They're even tweeting. Oh, really? It's funny how, like, everyone's just saying, Alvin Kamara sponsoring Ryan Vargas, but no one's like, the big squeezy. Like, I'm sorry, the big squeezy isn't going to really ring a bell it's just hey, I know that. about it now. I'd never heard of it until now. So mission Smart. accomplished, Alvin. But if anyone deserves this, bro, Ryan Vart, bro, I've been, dude, since 2018, I've been like, dude, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. back in NASCAR. He's back, bro, I, and doing big things. I can't let this go really quick. Uh, somebody asked in the chat, can Josh do a country accent? Oh, can you do a country oh, accent? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. We got time. Well, well, well let's, let's think, of some, think of something for him to say. You can't just tell him to do it and not have something to say meet me at the cracker barrel next door say that <laughs> oh my god you're really gonna get me to do this <laughs> Go ahead, <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> well meet me at the cracker barrel on the one <laughs> on the corner wherever cracker barrels are found these that, days well, the, the, he, he prob- do you even know what a cracker barrel is i just gotta ask i don't think he does oh uh, no. we, we don't we don't get a lot of american stuff right, over here we got carl's jr and we kind of you know <laughs> put that to the side <laughs> um Oh crap! Okay, what? <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll come back so... to it. We can save it for the end. We can give we you can time save to it think for about the end. it. Yeah, we can save it for the end. <laughs> oh, I hate to we I hate to put our guests on the spot like that. That's Sorry. well, we do that with every guest. Yeah, we that's what we do. Hey, Josh, yeah. embarrass yourself by trying to pick out an American accent. Hey, that sounded pretty good <laughs> right, to me. Well, I, I, right. <laughs> what? I wasn't even trying anything. <laughs> I was just trying to help you out. I was, I was trying to try to. <laughs> no, 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 that's the thing. That's the thing. America is a diverse culture of lots yeah. of people, so it fits right in. Hey, I used to yeah. be roommates oh. with a guy from New Zealand, so so there you go. He yeah, didn't have a country accent again, either. You, you, the accents I know in America is so diverse. You know, you got obviously the Southern, mm. the and then seven. you got like the, 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 the New South, York, New York, so, so, yeah, New York, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was good. There we go. New Rock. New rope. <laughs> what? Who says that? What? If you get the reference, and, 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 it's from and a even movie. the you know you, you go across you, you go across the Hudson, you know you got J- Jersey accent and New York, just like fighting each other know? to the death. I, yeah. I could I could do stuff, but you know, last time I came over here, you know, just threw you on the <laughs> Hudson. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Let me, tell you a thing, let me tell you a thing or two about, about thing of three. Let me tell you about a couple of things. Oh, right, I, 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 I so wish we had a uh, Sloppy Joe and Slap Shoes on. Oh, d- oh, dude. Maybe I should send Sloppy the link towards the end. No, 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 no. That's for a separate show. That's for a separate show. No, 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 no,
gets out of hand. <laughs> All right, Derek, continue, man. What else we have? All right. Clint Boyer, according to Adam Stern, signed a deal with Fox. But by the way, uh, just to, to end on that last point, we embarrassed like all of our guests coming on here. We had Alex yeah. Bowman on, and we talked about Uncrustables. Uncrustables, yeah. yeah. Taco nice. flavoring. Um, also, Advanced Auto Parts will showcase local tracks and associate sponsorship of Ryan Blaney, according to Jayski. That's cool. Uh, Deadline reports that Wendell Scott will receive a documentary TV series and a fictionalized miniseries. Please do not, for the love of God, screw that one up. Please don't do that. <laughs> yes. Uh, wait, who's making it? Is it a Netflix thing? Is that one of they the Netflix projects? Oh, they didn't I can't say. Wait to see that. Usually they say. Well, I'll, I'll, well, that's okay. We'll find it's, out. It's a, it's a rumor right now. Okay. Uh, Kyle Larson is not planning to participate in the Knoxville truck race in order to give others a chance to win. No, he's just he's not going to participate. According <laughs> to Speed Sport, he's not participating. Oh. Um, a little sad news here. Bob Jenkins, legendary announcer. And Eric, you actually got to work with him. He was on the channel, time. yeah, for yeah. last year, yeah. Uh, he will be beginning his battle with brain cancer soon uh, and taking yeah. reduced roles to focus on that. So it's, we wish the best to Bob. It's weird how one one Bob Jenkins of Motorsports just had the biggest moment of his life, and the other Bob Jenkins of Motorsports is... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about that. It's, uh, get well, man. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. has extended through 2022 with JGR. Hmm. Uh, practice and qualifying are likely to return for 2022, according to Jenna Fryer. Uh, Fox, I find it funny that right after the uh, the network say that Steve Phelps is me like, yep, that's how it's going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the story there is like the, there was that one guy from Fox who was basically like, hey NASCAR, we re-, like he was publicly saying like we really like showing practice and qualifying. It helps our advertisers out. And like the very next day, oh yeah, we'll have practice and qualifying. Uh, huh. <laughs> next year, uh, this, this practice and qualifying thing, it's a nifty idea. Can we see it? Huh. Yeah, Ooh. we can. Wait, 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 we can sell this. Oh, Ooh, we can do this? this sooner. <gasps> I know. <laughs> yeah. you know. Fox Sports, and again, this is before uh, the rain out this weekend. Fox Sports remains bullish on NASCAR after a stable 2020 and compelling storylines for the 2021 season, according to Adam Stern. Uh, the Glass Case of Emotion podcast, hosted by Ryan Blaney, is no more. Uh, oh. I found out that they have ended that show as well as Sunday Money. Uh, it, it's He's got a new show. Oh, I didn't know Sunday yeah. Money was gone. Yeah, what? Yeah. Corey's got uh, a new show, Stacking yes. Pennies. Oh, uh, it uh, doesn't okay. have the same cast, but it's him. All right. And a new show that has started, and Darian might be able to tell us a little bit about it in uh, mm-hmm. in like a minute or so, uh, is The Crew on Netflix uh, has debuted. And uh, apparently it wasn't as bad as we all thought it'd be. Uh, look, man, like I came in here with um, pretty low expectations. Obviously, when um, someone like Kevin James is the lead in something, you know it's going to be you know that type of like – humor they'll like play the laugh tracks or i, I don't know i don't know a sitcom like, yeah 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 one of those sitcom uh, type deals be. but i gotta be honest though like it was a lot better and a whole lot more detailed than i thought i thought i was just gonna skim over some things and like just but like no like like the way they were talking about things was pretty interesting but man the freaking obvious ad placement oh my god like 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 like, like at one point they were like oh that's delicious smithfield bake i'm like <laughs> no, <laughs> no did they really yes yes when he met with the freaking guy with storehouse racing it's like oh like like hey, yeah it happens to be a, a smithfield bacon right there it's really <laughs> nice and then and then at the end of the meeting i kid you not he gave him a coupon five bucks off for smithfield bacon. oh my god <laughs> has anyone ever been like bacon and thought to themselves oh this is really good they smithfield were talking bacon. about a job 
like a job offer and this like the sponsor like the ad placement kept popping up throughout the conversation i'm like what's going on but look for the most part though it the show's doing relatively well in its opening days it is peaked at number five in the united states and in the top 10 on netflix yes number five it's been at number it's been at number five for i believe two three straight days now so it's been it's been pretty solid it's a it's a relatively easy to watch show because They've designed it to be about 22, 24 minutes long because honestly, they designed it for TV, but it's not on TV. Yeah. But it's still the length of TV that it would be with commercial breaks. So you can easily get through one episode really fast, another episode, another episode, another episode. Yeah, there's 10 episodes. So I'd say, you know, for this being the first project, if this leads to more projects, like, like for example, I mean, like Josh has seen it all. You know, Formula One, they've been doing spectacular things with Drive to Survive. And that's personally, like, how I got into the F1 a little bit more out here in the States. And I got to say, if NASCAR can do a similar show like that, uh, similar to what they had in the early 2000s with NASCAR 360, we're in a, we're in a, a good place. And- Kevin James is honestly a very underrated actor. He's, yeah, he's, he's really good. Like he's really good. He's really good. He fits good in a sitcom role. But check out his YouTube channel sometime. He, he, he oh. showcases a different side of himself on YouTube because um, he gets to direct a lot of productions of his own kind. Some of them are comedy. Some of them are well, actually not that. They're all pretty much all comedies, but they have a different twist on them. Hmm. So when you get a chance, go check it out. You can see kind of more really, I think, his true potential on there. But uh, for what he's been doing, so what I've seen so far – it's not bad. I did. I did think it was hilarious right off the bat on on uh, episode one. Um, there was a pretty much a Haley Deacon reference. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh, big. Wasn't that? Do you think that character was basically just based on? Oh, it it, it it was. I was reading that uh, she literally based her character, like the actress who portrayed her, based her character off of Haley Deacon and Natalie Decker. I knew wait. It. So somebody is somebody. Haley Deacon is like a fictional character in this mm-hmm. show. Yep. As, as, a as a different name, it's. Yeah, it's like a. Yeah, uh, she's, like a she's like yeah. a can. Shaylee Began. Ah, uh, it's not. I, Eric, she drives not the me. the no. animal Eric. energy car. I, I forget the name. <laughs> I forget the name they gave her. They don't name her anything close to Haley Deacon, but you mm. you know they say she's like a three time K and N winner and nineteen years old. You're like, okay, I know who this is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. That's funny. I need uh, to watch. This. I mean, I'm not a big sitcom guy, but this sounds like I at just least need it. Yeah, try it. Sense. That's it. That's the lightning oh, round. That's it. Okay. <laughs> and that'll do it for another edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Yeah, last week I broke it. I was like, oh, oh, I lost my voice last week. But nah. So now we can finally get into the good part, the super chats. And we have. Oh, we got a mailbag question first. Oh, oh, yeah. The mailbag question. Yeah, yeah we can't forget first. about which, that, our right. segment. Sorry about that. Our yes, own segment. Wh- yes. Yes, which uh, you can also be a part of if you email weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com. This does not mean you will be a guest. Uh, It's just the name of the email. Um, So if you ask, you will be ignored. Um, Weekly podcast guest. I will put that in the chat, but you can send it to that. Darian, read off the question while I do Yes, and I recognize this name. Beef Burrito. Thank you so much for sending this. Out of all the races, Eric, Darian, Darian, Jarrett, Danny, and Josh, uh, you have been to which one has been your favorite and why is it your favorite uh, uh, Josh if you want to go first uh, what has been your favorite race you have gone to all time in anything uh, <laughs> what in a cup race because I haven't been to uh, <laughs> I haven't been to the states They've since never been 2008 to what? <laughs> no. wow uh, I haven't been to the states since 2008 and I haven't caught a cup race yet still still got to do that I've got to head to Daytona at least once mm. um, good start no, nah, uh, okay. 
Well, best race, craziest race I've been to. Um, Bathurst 1000 um, V8 Supercars race 2014. That was just like... Um, no, typically the race goes on for six hours. I think this one went on for like eight because <laughs> halfway through the race, the track was breaking up due to the heat because it was like really? uh, about 110 degrees Fahrenheit, I think it was Holy at the crap. circuit. So it was it was hot. And yeah. like, I mean, but this is New South Wales, Australia, you know, like, um, you know, it, it, even the bloody um, snakes and spiders that hang around the circuit were thinking, bugger this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having any of this. <laughs> um, but like, I, I, because there's a hole, hole in the ozone layer above where we are, you know, it's, you know, you walk outside and instantly you're sunburnt. So wow. you need to sort of co- cover up. And I was like, I'm not getting sunscreen for a six hour race. So I just bought an umbrella. Me being the genius I am, it was a black umbrella, <laughs> <laughs> and you know it was a ca- it was a case of yeah I ain't getting sunburnt but perfect. This is a Moroccan prison right now, um, <laughs> and like um, but it was it was a, it was a crazy race and included um, may get a little bit R rated here if 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 you like animals probably don't listen to what I'm going to say, but um, it's Australia. And it doesn't defeat the stereotype of kangaroos. And I'm at the last corner and I just see this roo just go bouncing along sort of the wall. Oh, no. I'm just like, don't. <laughs> don't. Oh, no. it, it, it goes toward the, the big spectator bridge. It then stops. It comes back out to where the sort of escape road is. And it looks over the fence and it's like, no. Pops <laughs> over onto the track. <laughs> and... And the, the flag marshals are right there. I'm just like, hey, we're on the track. We're on the track. Like, whoa. <laughs> I'm just eating my bagel. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so they wave the yellow flag. It, like, the route misses one of the Mercedes by that much. <laughs> it goes over toward the pit, uh, toward the, the paddock. I'm just like, oh, okay, good. good it's fine. <laughs> and then it looks back. Oh, and oh. I'm just like, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> Hops over. It goes out of my line of view. <laughs> and I just see this woman scream. <laughs> and I just hear, and I just see this other car come come through, and I briefly see something just go, you know, beneath my feet. And it's like, okay, well, I'm gonna take the damaged car, the woman screaming, Ouch. and the miscellaneous bits of pieces going past YouTube? my feet here. It's surely, a bit this, obvious sign. surely this is on YouTube somewhere. YouTube is it's actually not like I mean I looked content. everywhere for it. All you see is is this guy's bonnet okay, caved in. Maybe maybe it's on live LinkedIn. It's, oh, it's somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> uh, it, I mean e- either way, it was just it was just crazy. And then the race was stopped for a good two hours while they reconstructed the circuit. Mm. Um, and then you know the race ended up being won by a car that was a lap down, <laughs> had been in the wall twice. And, and, second play, and the second place car as well. Um, no, that was uh, that was also in the wall once or twice as well. Um, and it was it was it was an absolutely crazy race uh, f- for sure. So you know, always one that's that's going to stick with me. That is crazy. I, we, I mean, the only, the, only other, the only other one that gets close is um, is because the only thing we have close to 
oval racing here is um dirt track racing we got western springs which is sort of a cathedral of of dirt racing and it does attract you know like people like uh the the kinses have been here kyle larson uh, rico abru they Mm. all come down here for the uh sprint car race yeah i've seen i remember there was this one crazy freaking race i think it was um abru versus larson and it just you know, when, when you see people like that come over here, it just makes you think, oh, God, our drivers suck. <laughs> <laughs> they're the best. Yeah, they're the best. Well, the best. that's the thing, about, like that that's stuff, thing about, yeah. that's about here in America. Like with dirt track racing, you go in any town that looks like, oh, life must suck here. No one can afford to live anything. You can turn around a the corner. There's a dirt track that's slammed full of people, and it's, it's drawing in 100 cars a night. Like every like, – turn a quarter oh you're a dirt track driver you're a dirt track driver yeah well in fairness to, to you josh kyle larson makes most american dirt racers look terrible that well. is, that is <laughs> silly, yeah. I, I find it funny how like that's like the one that's like the one motorsport it seems like cross together from multiple different places it's dirt track racing specifically sprint cars that seems to be about everywhere hey, the world is full of dirt I'm in tears about that story. <laughs> Dude, I can't top that. I don't even want to answer can, my favorite can, races now. Kangaroos can, can <laughs> seem like the deer of Australia. I was about to say, oh. Jared can probably relate to this. That has got to be a kangaroo is just a hopping deer. That's all it is. <laughs> Basically. Oh, my gosh. Put that on a t-shirt. Well, we should answer their questions. Yeah, so yeah. Sure. Uh, I'll say it really quick. Uh, my favorite race I've ever been to uh, – Let's see. Uh, well, obviously not the 2021 five. I mean, like the, my first 500, great. But like from a racing perspective, it was like, eh. But I'd say my most favorite race was the 2019 Bristol night race, meeting these guys for the first time in person. And, you know, just it's, it's Bristol, baby. So that's cool. That honestly might be mine as well. I haven't been to that many just like crazy races because my home track is Texas Motor Speedway and uh, it has not been even a watchable racetrack really in about four years. So, uh, but I'd say the Bristol night race 2019 fun finish with Hamlin to Benedetto kind of heartbreaking, but that was a good race. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, my favorite's got to be, I've been, I've been to a lot of good ones. Uh, I can say that for sure. Um, my favorite would be the 2012 Quick and Loans 400. I got to see my all-time favorite driver, Dale Jr., win after four years of constant losing. So that felt amazing. Got to share that day with my mom. Um, when she got the tickets like five days before the race, she like she had a feeling, and thank God she was right. Uh, but a close second is 2015 Martinsville, where Jeff Gordon got his last win. Oh, that was that's a pretty crazy race. Quick crazy. add on to mine. I, I was totally just thinking NASCAR. My actual favorite race I've been to is Slinger Nationals 2019 mm. when I had to see Matt Kenseth win at his home track. But that was cool to see. Quarter mile, quarter mile asphalt track was really I'd never seen one in person before. That was really cool. I'd say the second it's the 2019 Bristol race. You know, getting to do everything of all these guys and all the emotions of seeing Matt Benetto, Matt Benetto almost win. But probably my favorite one was. 2017 Martinsville fall. It was the only race I've been to at Martinsville. And that was a fun race. Uh, it was my last time seeing Dale Earnhardt Jr. race in person. Uh, I'm getting to enjoy Martinsville hot dogs. The temperature was cold as can be, but you didn't care because like, it felt like good energy there. Um, they had the lights on at Martinsville and all the emotions of when Denny Hamlin dumped Chase Elliott and everyone you know that's Denny Hamlin's home track, home state. Everyone turned on him that night. It was uh, it was electric that night. I think that is probably 
my favorite race and uh it's was before i started youtube so there's no way to go back and look at the memories of that one yeah i just uh, i remember like i think i put it on my snap that's how much social media i had back in those days <laughs> <laughs> definitely changed a lot since then all right so i uh, see we have um, we have an ad read in our notes uh eric oh, do, yes. do you read that or do i read that uh, I can read it. I, I'm prepared this week. I am super duper prepared. Uh, well, before we get to your super chats, because I see we've gotten a lot of super chats tonight, so we want to hear what you guys want us to talk about. But first, tonight's episode is also sponsored by Lionel, uh, the official diecast of nice car- NASCAR. I, oh, wow, did you hear NASCAR. that? I called it NASCAR. NASCAR. We got, there you go. We got there so go. many different pronunciations. That's Josh, fantastic. Look at what you're doing NASCAR. already. <laughs> that was my country accent right there um order your uh, order the new 2021 diecast from lionelracing.com or any officially licensed lionel uh retailer and don't miss uh nascar uh, lionel racing's nascar authentics collections available at walmart's and targets i don't know what wave they're on most recently now what number they're on but they're always releasing new ones like every month so uh hopefully you get the newest stuff in stores as soon as it's available um they've got some pretty big things in the works this year of course the next gen die cast next gen car is around the corner so i'm sure they'll have that later on this year um but yes lionel racing official sponsor of the nascar weekly podcast and the out of the groove podcast network this week i just chose uh because we were talking about daytona and earlier we we're talking about heartbreak and stuff like that matt kenseth 2016 this close to winning at daytona and i wanted to uh mentioned that it was interesting seeing nascar on fox's youtube channel hosting a watch party with the three most unlikely characters <laughs> in nascar history it was, history. So awkward. It was, it so was awkward. they were live for most of the day even through the rain delay it was Haley deegan okay she's young she's yeah. streaming okay i get it greg biffle dude like 50 and matt kenseth who is a daytona 500 winner a two-time daytona 500 whatever he's like 48 he doesn't do he, what? And is the most relaxed person on earth. It Bro. was they had the clip of him like when the big wreck happened on the last lap. He's just like, oh, I guess Michael McDowell won this race. <laughs> that was his whole reaction. It was just fireball on screen. Bro, me oh. and MDK saw that and we were going, what in the hell is this combination? Like, what is this so random? Yeah, it was a little Age differences. Odd. Oh my god. Yeah, it just I don't know like any one of those guys by themselves or you know i think it's I fine think, vegan's fine you know, they can carry the show sure but together it just was it was a little weird i, I, don't I know. think i think they said Haley like fell asleep during the rain delay and never came back she didn't show up for the end and i, I, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if it was just in her contract that she could only be on for like the first five oh, hours and then she or do what that. but i'll be honest actually once she left it was actually probably more fun to watch because biffle and kenza then could just kind of be more like yeah, like because so. they know each other they've been te- mm-hmm. were teammates for years i think it was a little awkward Haley d didn't really know when to talk and i think matt and biffle were kind of like i don't know I don't, it was just it was just weird because it was a 20 year old and a bunch of 50 year olds it just didn't make any sense <laughs> that was a happens. terrible idea this is what that happened. was a that was a that was a weird pair i think if you if they want to do that again you're gonna have like honestly i think Kenseth and Biffle are fine. Maybe get someone else that can relate to them. Get a should have got David Reagan. Imagine how yeah. excited he would be to see his teammate win. That would have been know, fun. No, that would have been cool. But instead, or I don't oh, Reagan know. was in the race. If, wait, if, wait. If you're, oh wait a minute, gonna, yeah, he's in the race. Yeah, yeah. Reagan was well, in the race. Early. If you're gonna have Deegan, get some others that are closer to her age, like a Vargas, like her boyfriend Chase Caper. You know, get some like that. Yeah, Ty Gibbs. Uh, been by perfect. the way, Eric going back to our sponsor line of racing i found out the answer to what uh wave are they on currently we, they are on wave nine i picked up one of the newest additions at a local walmart in florida okay. that's nice okay wow. yeah they're going above and beyond uh, well, yeah. that's huge swagging it out me and uh claudia went to the local walmart here in florida in the orlando area and uh, we was able to find a few of these they had a few other nice ones uh 
We got the Jimmy Johnson throwback. She got the Chase Elliott throwback. Uh, but in this wave, wave nine, they have the Daniel Hemrick throwback, the Chase Elliott throwback, the Michael Annette Oreo throwback. That was a nice one I saw. Uh, mm-hmm. The Tyler Reddick throwback, the Jimmy Johnson throwback, of course. The, uh, which one was it? This was like the Strawberry and Banana uh, Body Armor Ryan Blaney car. They had that one in there. Uh, the Kyle Busch, Elliott Sadler throwback. The uh, Ryan Blaney, Paul Menard throwback, I think that's what it was. It's a lot and, of throwbacks. And uh, one final one, it's not a throwback. They had the Bubba Wallace number 43 DoorDash car. And that one is actually a special edition liquid color chase piece. So if you can find one of the few liquid color ones out there, uh, that might be a pretty rare find right there. So Ooh, just a little awesome. note for our friends at Lionel Racing. But happy to LionelRacing.com, folks. Pre-order your 2021 diecast ASAP. Thanks. All right. and, uh, You're good, Darian. While, while, we, uh, while we go into Super Chats, I'm going to run and get the Dale call. Oh, yeah. Go get the Dale call. Bro. All right. <laughs> so we got time me. Chat time me. Yeah, time them, chat. Let's go. Okay. So let's fire off these Super Chats right away. Holy crap. It's a lot. <laughs> it's great. We're going to be All here right, for let's a little bit. Okay. So the first one. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, GN, thank you for the five bucks. To those calling the rules package dangerous, the sport was dangerous in the 90s. Yet, nobody died in a cup race until 2001. This is a driver problem. Eh, good point there. Uh, bake, speed racer, yeah. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. Bake the snake. Thank you for the 10 bucks. So, NASCAR gave uh, Kesla- the Keselowski team um, uh, for a loose-slash-missing lug nut. Uh, the question is, uh, was the lug nut missing off of the left front, or right front, or left rear, or right rear? You uh, get destroyed in that wreck. Wait, you're telling me they still did a lug nut I, check? I guess, I, I guess so. This is what they said. I, I guess they did a lug nut Whoa. check. I, you know, I, that's excessive. The dude know, just got like pile driven into yeah, the outside. Yeah, 200 wall. miles per hour. You like, yeah. you know, common sense. If the lug nut's it. loose. It's loose. Yeah, like, if it's loose, it's loose. Who cares? But I, I don't know. I guess they cared about that. That's weird. <laughs> I guess so. But thank you so much for the ten bucks there. Um, and I lost my place. Dang it. Okay, no, I'm no, sorry. I'll make, sure, I'll make sure not to do it. Okay, okay. Logan, uh, thank you so much for the $2. 20 years tomorrow, Dale Earnhardt left us sadly. Yes, unfortunately. I might have a video out for that, perhaps. I don't know. But, man, it, you know, like, at least, you know, it's been 20 years since somebody has passed away. I guess, like, that's the positive I can look into this. But, yeah. Yeah. On that note, we were talking about, you know, drivers, you know, their etiquette, their safety and all that. But it is miraculous. You know, granted, we've lost – drivers like you know jason leffler and other mm-hmm. like other series of racing we've had you know had drivers pass away from other means of racing and accidents in lower series but we have not lost anyone in the top three mm-hmm. series of nascar in 20 years and that statement alone is miraculous yes thank goodness uh irvin alvarado thank you so much for the 10 bucks hey josh great bit on fuji speedway if an f1 driver could go uh, into NASCAR, who do you see jumping on board? We are seeing drivers participating in different styles of racing. Uh, it's starting to become the new norm. Josh, who would you think from F1 could, uh, could transition over to NASCAR pretty well? I mean, uh, we talking full-time schedule or are we talking about uh, uh, road ringers let's, here? Let's, let's do full-time. Let's do full-time well, here. Why not? Right on. The- no, let's do full-time because there's like seven road courses now. So Yeah, there's seven road yeah, courses. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Um, I guess, can we pick from well, sort of last year's grid? Because, I mean... Yeah. yeah, go for it. Ke- I mean, Kevin Magnuson could <laughs> potentially... You know, he's he's got that... Uh, um, I, I reckon he's got it in it. I reckon he's got it in him for, um, for NASCAR. I mean, and he's obviously now an IMSA, so mm. he's in the right place. Is that connection? I uh, got connections with... Um, with Gene Haas, so you know, like 
I reckon that could definitely work. Um, I was trying to think because, I mean, God, a lot of Formula 1 drivers are very delicate, aren't they? Do you uh, think Lewis so... Hamilton could make it over, you know, with his talents? I mean, he's so good on the wet tires and all that stuff. Like, I figured, like, mm. if anybody could do it. And he did test the car um, in 2012, and um, he was With the uh, driver close. swap with yeah, Tony. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. relatively close to Tony Stewart's time. Do you think he could possibly make it if he decided to? But... If he decided to. I'm not yeah. sure he will. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing because, I mean, obviously it's it's totally different type of racing you know it, it requires totally different driving styles i mean um god who who are the last who are the most recent f1 drivers that went over to nascar it was montoya uh, i want to say bill too but he was there only for a second though yeah. oh he was also he was he, also mainly on the road courses yeah, i don't think he ever touched yeah. uh the ovals and when he did didn't he uh, not he, qualify he, yeah, he missed the 2008 daytona 500 i remember that. yeah so yeah. i mean yeah basically in that kind of situation you don't want to put yourself in a like a the, even though it's not formula one's indycar frank Keaty, for example mm. so good so good in indycar was so it's not terrible. good in nascar yeah, and it and it just it really painted a bad picture in in his career and he went back and you know rebuilt it until ultimately the crash it you know put it put him out of it right. um mm. but it's just like you know hanging out of indycar while he was still in his in his prime Whereas Jimmy Johnson went out of NASCAR into IndyCar when honestly his prime was done. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we, when I think of all the um, F1 drivers and who could potentially prosper in NASCAR, I do think that uh, NASCAR, <laughs> I, I, I think that's like, <laughs> oh man, just taking the piss out of me in the comments. Eh? Uh, no, nah, I think, uh, no, K-Mag definitely, I think, has the most potential of all the formula one drivers not that it's a hard thing to do uh amongst all those drivers um but yeah yeah i think for me i think kevin magnus is probably the one who could most probably make it a nascar and he probably wouldn't make it anyway it's just (laughs) it's a totally different totally different form of racing beast that's for sure Ty Bands, thank you so much for the five bucks. It was so cool meeting you guys after the dual race. I was so nervous and starstruck. Dude, we appreciate you guys coming up, coming up to us during, during the weekend. So yep. uh, thank you so much for the support. Bake the snake with the five bucks. Tomorrow marks 20 years to the day. Yes, hashtag raise hell, praise Dale. GN, thank you so much for the five bucks. Um, but least we for, uh, forget that NASCAR never did anything about the Hans device until October 2001 when Blaze Alexander died. Yes, yes, that's been talked about on the channel before. Uh, thankfully, though, you know, nothing's happened. Uh, at least not a whole lot of accidents have happened uh, since that time period, thankfully. Andrew, thank you so much for the five bucks. We almost had three consecutive underdog winners in the top three series this weekend. I was in Phoenix this weekend, so I was um, – so I was the good – Good omen. So it was. Oh, okay. The way he, he typed it out was weird. So it was a good omen for McDowell. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because he's from Phoenix. Uh, that's right. Uh, Camp uh, Camper News Network. Thank you so much for the five bucks. Do you think that there should be a Daytona's duels race just for the open cars? Um. Well, well that's no. not enough. Yeah, yeah. It's not that's enough. It's, there's only there's like only like, a few no, cars yeah. in there. That would. If you didn't like the 2021 Daytona 500, you wouldn't like that. Yeah, no, no. no. Yeah. So not enough cars, unfortunately. Ryan Moore. What, 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 do, do we, do we want to see, uh, I don't know. Do you, let's just put out all like 
Rick Ware cars and that. There you go. They have a Rick Ware race. There you go. But 20 Rick Ware I'll, cars. I'll, I'll, I'll sell out I'll the damn place. I'll race them in my Sonata. Why not? Let's go on. Ryan Moore, thank you so much for the five bucks. I think they should crank down the huge runs these cars get. It's like a ticking time bomb. There will be an accident that goes too far. Thoughts? Well, I mean, like we talked about it in the beginning. Yeah, we uh, completely agree. But, but um, our stance is mostly this is a driver's problem more than a package problem because they race the same package at Talladega, and usually it, the racing is spectacular, you know, with the exception of a few wrecks. But I feel like since Daytona is a lot more narrower, it leads to a lot more, you know, chaotic racing. Yeah, I saw someone make a point on Twitter that for whatever reason, like, and it's true, if I hop into a any kind of NASCAR game, NASCAR simulator, I notice that Talladega – it's an easier track to drive on. Mm. It's wider. It offers more room for forgiveness. They have and the, even, and the even, lines on the track, so you can kind of easily track your lane, honestly. <laughs> yeah, even, even like it offers more room to do what you're doing. It offers more room for correction. And when you have wrecked, it offers more room for, dis, uh, what's the word? Dissipation of impacts. Exactly. Let's see. Moving on. Bake the Snake. Thank you so much for the five bucks. Michael McDowell's career highlight went from flipping at Texas in 08 to winning the 500. That's what we were screaming as soon as he crossed the line. And once again, Bake the Snake with the 10 bucks. Thank you again. If they get rid of Daytona, fans will riot. I guarantee it. Yes, you are absolutely right. Billy Carter, thank you so much for the five bucks. Hey, guys, I was trying to get back into... Uh, uh, wait, hold on. Hey, guys, I was trying to get back into Thank Heaven I Found You Guys from the dumpster fire. Oh, okay. So like he was, I, I assume he was saying he was trying to get back into racing and he found us on the Good dumpster year. fire. We appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then GN, thank you for the two bucks. Look up Rusty Wallace's 1994 Daytona 500 pre-race speech uh, to the driver. Oh yeah. 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 It's uh, it got deep in there. That's for sure. And, and for obvious reasons, cause that entire speed week's obviously the most tragic, uh, bake the snake. Uh, thank you so much for the five bucks. Joey apparently thinks he's God. Well, I, yeah. I mean, like a lot of the, I feel like a lot of these drivers do Ethan chain. Thank you so much for the five bucks. Think back to last year's 500. Hamlin had the chance to throw a block when Newman and Blaney blew by him and didn't. Shows he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's one of the few guys in NASCAR who still knows how to properly race on these super speedways. You're absolutely, absolutely right. Absolutely agree. Bake the snake again with the five bucks. Dude, bake the snake. You, you're a real one. Thank you so much, man. Roger Penske needs to pull a Days of Thunder move on Keselowski and Joey and make them drive <laughs> to dinner together. Dude, that'd be even go to worse. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, go to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> go to Cracker Barrel. That'd be even worse. Sean Parker, uh, Sean Parkerston, uh, or Parker's uh, Pink Pinkerton. Okay, okay, my bad. Sean Pinkerton. Do you need help there, Darian? Yeah, I need a little. All right, I'm good. I'm good. Sean Pinkerton. Thank you so much for the five bucks. Uh, Jamie McMurray, little Jamie baby, aka Jamie McMurray, somehow will be getting a top ten finish. Amazes me. Out of retirement, involved in the lap fourteen mess, survived the last wreck and got P eight. Yeah, little Jamie baby. Congratulations, former five hundred winner, getting a top ten. Um, uh, confirmation 07. Thank you so much for the five bucks. Lord, oh, Lord, um, um, Josh, you got to help me say this guy's name again. Uh, Regurner, Lord, right? uh, Lord Mahavir. Yeah, Mahavir Regur Regurner. Yeah. How do you say Regurgitate. his last name? Regurgitate? Is that how you say his uh, last name? Uh, <laughs> Regurgi Regurgitin, what the? What is this? I don't know. Is this, is this the same guy with the, with the South Park? They took our germs. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to say his name. How do you say his name again? Ragunathan. Ragunathan. Okay, okay. So like Craig Ragun. 
<laughs> we'll um, call him for short i like that if you know josh's channel you'll get that name you're a real one nicholas gray thank you so much for the 10 bucks who was the worst who has the worst experience when it comes to winning the daytona 500 brad keselowski or kyle bush knowing that kyle has more 500 starts can he crack off that last box i'd say wow that's it's pretty dead even in my opinion i mean keselowski kyle has i mean keselowski kyle has done it longer yeah yeah exactly but i mean keselowski has proven that you know he's definitely a true contender at the uh whatever super speedway we race at uh no matter what race it is and and it's just like he he just can't seem to get you know to check this off the list unfortunately keselowski i'm sorry keselowski is one of the most overrated plate drivers in whoa, NASCAR whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, no, no, no. Look at his races aside from when he wins. Okay, so yes, he has won a lot. Look at the ones outside. His average finish is like 28. So he's either going for a win or going for broke. Hey, well, he's like very it. obviously yeah. and very well, he's, he's going he, has a, he has a very, very Ricky Bobby mentality. Yeah, at the I like race. that. There you go. There you go. I will, I will, I will die on this hill. Wow. Conference. We'll make a whole episode out of that next week. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Confirmation 07. Thank you so much for the 10 bucks. Question for Josh. Um, uh, Holden, um, wait, Holden. Oh, no. Ragu. Oh, God. Uh, I can't. Uh, I can't. Not nah, uh, Holden Commodore. Oh, okay. Yeah. Holman Commodore SS or Ford Falcon uh, XRX <laughs> Turbo. Ah, no, what he's talking about here. So basically, like <clears throat> over in Australasia, Australia, New Zealand, um, like basically. There's a big rivalry in cars. So there's the Holden Commodore, which is basically, uh, you know, this was basically a Pontiac GTO. No, that was a Monaro. But, uh, but you know, um, what was that? Ah, oh, jeez. Um, what, 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 what was that? What was that Chevrolet? That what that Chevrolet um, saloon car that was the pace car in the Cup Series that what was it broke down a few years ago? Oh, it might have been a Camaro. What was it? It might have been a Camaro, right? Uh, I don't know if it oh, was. Wasn't it? Didn't that. like a Toyota Camry catch on fire? Yeah, it did. It did. One time? In the uh, Sprint Unlimited race. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, yeah. In a base, in a basic sense, like the Holden Commodore and the Ford Falcon is pretty much like the two saloon cars that we worship over here mm. until both companies destroyed themselves in Australia because, <laughs> you know, you had um, people asking um, for higher wages and they responded by putting themselves into bankruptcy. Mm. Um, the adequate um, skills of people under the guise of General Motors, um, but you know, like, the, like you're either a Holden Commodore person or you're a Ford Falcon person. Like it's a genuine sort of war in Australasia. Ah, mm. uh, <laughs> okay. So that I, if I if I say the wrong answer, this guy is going to absolutely oh, um, but he's going <laughs> to obliterate you basically well i mean basically it's a bit like asking okay who you support the yankees or the red Sox? oh so this is this <laughs> deep, dang so. yeah and, and like i mean yeah if you know your if you know your baseball that's basically what it's like <laughs> so <laughs> you know it, you know just like you, you, if, you like for example if you go to a guy uh from boston and you say i'm a yankee fan mm. he's gonna say who do you think you are yeah <laughs> right, like, right. Ah, yes <laughs> So I'm assuming you know, uh, no comment for this answer because you don't want to know. Yeah. I'll give an answer for this one because, you know, he, he'll want this. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it's really a big deal. 
it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, <laughs> do you know which one you prefer, or are you just yeah. not? Are you trying to decide right now, like which one you, which team you, which side? I'm just trying on? to think of the best answer without getting lynched. That's <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. On any given day, it could be either or. Oh no. Oh, no. You know what I mean. I'm going to, you know, just take the middle ground here okay i realize <laughs> that that's not a definitive answer so smart can we move on please i've embarrassed myself yeah smart man <laughs> yeah smart man there we've been there it's all good all right so the next two super chats don't have any comments but thank you so much to the super squad and bush brothers fan for the one dollars appreciate it you know you're wrong i love that name thank you so much for the five bucks firecracker 500 is the super bowl yeah there you go Logan, okay. I appreciate yeah, okay. That was good. Yeah, I appreciate it. Appreciate the five bucks though. Logan, I appreciate the two dollars. Uh can't believe Dale has been gone for twenty years. Yeah, I still can't believe yeah. it. Um uh confirmation 07. And once again, thank you so much for the five bucks. The winner of the twenty fourteen Bathurst one thousand was Kaz Mostert. I think that's how you Ch- say it. Chaz. Chaz. Ch- say it, say it, Chaz Mostert. <laughs> See, D- I, Darian has a problem of pronunciation. I can't, dude. Yes. I can't like these names. Like, uh, I've been, why. I've been worse with my pronunciations. <laughs> what was the last one? Bogota. Hold I on. pronounced it Bogota. <laughs> Bogota. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So uh, I'm, I'm worse with pronunciations. No, yeah, no. I I'm, said you ain't gonna take that. We have a litmus test, Darian. Don't even say it. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do the litmus test now. Oh, no. oh God. We're gonna do it now. We're gonna do it now. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna put it up to the camera. Oh, okay. uh, for those watching at home, <laughs> uh, I want to see. I want to see if he can read these words correctly. Right. What does this say? Oh yes, John. It's John D. <laughs> no, 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 no! Shut up, Darian. Uh-huh. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh my bad. Go ahead. Litmus test doesn't mean for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. What does it say, Josh? What does it say? How do you say that? John Deere. There you go. <laughs> there you go. He already, he already knew it. I said there I, you go. Yeah. I pronounced it well, John Deere way. two years ago. So. He didn't yeah, know what John Deere was. John Deere? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Live on stream. So it's always we ever, It's literally a running joke for what, three years now? Yeah. I have the, John, on De- the John Deere hat somewhere. It's in my closet. I'll get it out later. But yeah. <laughs> so his dad gave me a hat and I have like a die cast from, from some people. It's funny. So it's always a funny meme. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so the next one, beef burritos. Thank you so much for the two bucks. Uh, Tisk for picking my question. Now spin that UFO. Spin the UFO. Spin the UFO. There you go. Now you're even making me money. I appreciate. It. I love that thing. I appreciate it. Um, well, I can't say the whole name. Uh, LeBron's beef. Thank you so much for the fifteen dollars. This super speedway package is like the early two thousands. Uh, Wicker Bill package on steroids. Uh, on steroids. Uh, the leader has way too much of um, of a. a <laughs> I can't. I can't. Some of these words I can't read. Basically, just leader, say thanks, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. The leader. The leader has too much of a lead uh, due to the huge spoiler. Uh, can this be fixed while keeping good racing? I, I feel. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. Like I said, I feel like it's a driver problem first and foremost. And yeah, if they want to make some adjustments to the package, they could do so. But I feel like they gotta take care of the driver's etiquette first for years it was like we need these guys to be able to get runs and get rid of that big bubble of air at the front of the pack and now they did that and now we're complaining that the drivers are terrible like (laughs) it sounds like to me yeah all right we're almost done i promise we're almost done and then we'll get straight into picks here uh uh, goose winnipeg thank you so much for the two bucks josh say howdy y'all in a country accent if you want to do that go for it uh (laughs) great (laughs) nice 
Howdy, y'all. Hey, that's, that was good. Second, that's good. Yeah, as that's good. as the resident Texan, that was pretty decent, actually. Yeah, that, that would pass. You show up to I a Cracker Barrel be... around here and, and pull that accent out. We'll buy it. Everyone. Like, oh, cool. I mean, I, I I never ever ever attempt the Southern accent at all. The only thing close there, I guess, is the Forrest Gump accent. <laughs> Alabama. See, that's more of an Alabama. Alabama. That's Mazu's would take me anywhere. You know, I I was like, no, never gonna be back there again. You know, <laughs> so that's not bad. Tennessee is like a slightly more educated version of Alabama. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Just slammed Alabama. What? <laughs> Look at I realized y'all had such a rivalry. Uh, uh, you don't even know. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, Kalito, thank you so much for the five bucks. All this crap towards Bell when more experienced drivers have made bigger bonehead moves in the super speedway races, dot, 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 and stop blaming Rowdy. <laughs> what? We ripped on Legato. If anything, we blame Bell a little bit. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Mm, but. Yeah, well, that's his opinion. Uh, pick up. Uh, Pinkerton, thank you so much for the five bucks. With road courses and rovals seemingly catching steam on current playoffs, uh, on the current playoff system, will a road course or roval be the final race within ten years from now? Perhaps, Ooh. perhaps. Within you never know. Years, I could see it. I, I don't think so yet. Not, not yet. enough people would tune into it. I think. Yeah, not yeah. enough people would tune into that yet. But you know, it could happen down the line, down the road. You never know. And I yeah, think, always look at TV ratings. Yeah, I think this is the final one. Bake the snake. Thank you so much for the ten bucks. Watch your mouth, Jarrett. He's probably referring to you calling Keslowski overrated. I think so. No. <laughs> wow. Oh my guns. Let me refresh this just in case. No, okay, we'll, so we'll, we'll get it. We'll All get right, it, we'll get to the next pass. Let's get to let's get let's get to the road course. Finally, the road course. We got. Let's go. Yeah. Um, who wants who wants to well we got we got truck picks first. So here, Josh, what we do here for picks is we pick the truck winner, Xfinity winner, and then for cup, we pick we have three picks. Who's gonna suck? Dark horse and winner. So well, we do one at a time. So first we do round time, we're, yeah. we're doing trucks. I don't know how do you, do you watch the truck series with regularity, Josh? I I'm not even sure. Uh we unfortunately don't get that coverage over here. And oh. actually, I'm not I'm not sure what's going on with the Xfinity series because we didn't get that here either. Which... They're always on cable. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Pretty exciting. All right. Well, you save up. We'll, we'll expect something big for the Cup Series picks then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we'll, uh, we'll, have the, we'll have the chat because we, we have the chat chime in with their picks. So we'll just, whatever comes in second, we'll put in as your pick for those two series. Ah, cool. So <laughs> I guess I'll go first for the Truck Series. Sheldon Creed, I'll take him. Uh, he is my win pick for the Truck Series. Won this race last year. He'll make it two in a row. I'll go with Raphael Lassard. I believe he finished third at the Ro- uh, Daytona Road Course last year, and uh, he's in arguably a better truck this year with GMS. So I'll go with the young Canadian driver. I'm going to go with the guy that finished between them, Brett Moffat. <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait a minute. I thought we'd get the second place finisher. But, yes, Brett Moffat is my pick. I think, uh, I think he'll get it done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, Jared on this one. I'm also going to say Brett Moffat on this one. In, in a nice truck, really. So looking at the chat That's... here, seeing a lot of Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, uh, a few John Hunter Nemechek's as well. I think it's Creed with Smith being second. Yeah. That's so perfect. That all right, down. give him Creed. So there when he wrecks, I can defeat all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Which uh, I'll be interested in this one because uh, well, since I'm basically still stuck in Florida, I think I'm going to go to the truck race. Do it, man. Yeah, do it. You might as well. You might as well, man. You might as well have some fun while you're down there. 
All right, so now moving on. The Xfinity Series. Um, I'll get my pick out of the way. Austin Cedric. I think everyone's going to pick Cedric, to be honest with you. So Austin Cedric can't go wrong with him. Yeah, see, now that we're keeping track internally of how our picks do each week, I can't have fun with these picks anymore. So I'm going to go Cedric as well. He won last year and led the most laps. <laughs> you got to be smart. I'm going Cedric. I'm going across the board <laughs> yeah. here. Did it? I mean, I'm trying to get an idea of who I'll, what, what's starting on with it, actually. But, uh, Heck, you don't have to. Ask Mickey. Heck, you know what? He's on the pole. I'm going to say Moffat can sweep it. Oh. Ooh. Whoa. Now that is bold. That is ballsy there. That Congratulations. Is, we wow. get to move up some spots. And, I'm, no, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> and it will not be your victory. It will not be my victory. It will be our victory. Or it's our motorsports. Comrade. Comrade. <laughs> Introducing the new last place runner in our standings. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's be real. The chat's picking Cindric. Yeah. Every- some AJs. I see some dingers. Yeah. Second I can see a lot of dingers. Dinger. Yeah. Second yeah. place is all Maybe I'm just coming in late. Yeah, the figure is it was gonna be those two, of course. Uh, good luck to yeah. Vargas, though. I can't wait to see that car on the track. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be. Nice. I think I think he can get a top fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's obviously he, gonna keep the car clean too. He's he's currently leading for rookie of the year standings too. Ah, oh, that's right. That's and right. and honestly, I've, I've been looking at the other ones who are actually on there, considering that he's basically the only one that should be full time from understanding, especially with Anderson basically being, you know, screwed out of things there. And uh, well, who was the other one? Uh, uh, who's the other one? I can't remember. Dro- 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 drove the eight car for Junior Motorsports. Barry, he's, yeah, yeah, Barry. Yeah, Barry. he's only part time in that deal. And you know, Ty Gibbs, granted, a lot of those guys will get more points on average, most likely, but they're not running all the races. So, you know, potentially Vargas might could sneak in there and get rookie of the year this year. Yeah, we'll see. Absolutely. All right. So now, uh, moving on the cup series. Now we have to go through all three picks. So, Josh, what we do for the cup series. Uh, um, who's going to suck, underdog, and then we uh, pick our winner, or as we like to call it on the NASCAR weekly podcast, the wiener. As, as he likes to call it. Yeah, uh, the yeah. wiener. But we, again, we do it one at a time, so we're going to start this first round with who's going to suck. Are you going to start us off? you go first. No, you go oh, first. You're okay. talking first. I'm putting you on the spot. Eric, All right. Go first. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Dude wiped out twice in the first half of the clash the other night, and you know everyone expects Harvick to be really good everywhere. I think he runs outside the top ten. Harvick. I think an obvious one here, uh, Austin Dillon. He's not a really good – yeah, that's the pretty safe suck who's going to suck pick. Not the best road course racer. Um, you know, Kaz Grahl took over for that three car last year, and in his debut got a top ten. And Austin, uh, Austin Dillon, I think, has yet – to even score a top 15 finish on a road course, and that streak will continue. Austin Dillon. Uh, I'm going to – I hate to say because I want to see him and the team do good, but uh, I'm not going to see a good performance from Bubba this weekend, so Bubba's going to have to be mine. Yeah. Okay. Not the best road uh, course racer. I'm going with a uh, an old veteran too, but I'm not going with Harvick. I am going to go with uh, Ryan Newman. Uh, he has not been shown to be well at, at this track uh, in both his showings. And I don't see it getting better. Josh? Ouch. Uh, who's going to suck? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I've been, I've been weighing up. I was thinking, like, because Bubba, I mean, I love the guy, but not, not the, the best road course not, racer. Not even you know? close. Not even close. No, so, but um, I don't know that um, – that 2311 package is a lot more competitive than I thought it was going to be. So, speed. I mean, I don't know if he's necessarily going to suck. Um, so, 
I'm going to go with the safe pick, Austin Dillon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it looked like the chat was going after Harvick. Yeah. I mean, it's it's since stabilized, but Harvick got the early lead in the suck pick. Yeah, so it's pretty fair. He looked he looked pretty weak in the clash. Oh yeah, he was way off the pace. He spun out twice actually. I was like, oh no. Only once was really his fault. But... Yeah, right, right. So I guess we'll just put Harvick for uh, the guess or no for the uh, chat pick there for who's gonna yes. suck. All Absolutely. right, so moving on, the underdog, Eric. Who is your underdog for this weekend? I have a feeling I know what most who most people are going to pick here, but my underdog, I'm riding the hot streak, Michael McDowell. I think he is the underdog this week. Can we call the defending Daytona 500 winner an underdog? Well, you can't. I think Once every can. ten years. Yeah, every yeah, ten you, years. You apparently, if, yeah. if you still if he drives for Front Row Motorsports, you can call him an underdog. Certainly, <laughs> playoffs too. That's crazy. He finished tenth at the Daytona Road Course last summer, so I'm gonna go with uh, Michael McDowell getting himself another top ten. He might he might be like legitimately leading the points after this week after two races. I'm, I'm cool. gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go next because simply I am agreeing with Eric on this one. Um, I am going to Michael McDowell because you have to remember before the Daytona 500 this year, his only win in NASCAR was on a road course at Road America, Richard Childress Racing in the Xfinity Series. So, yes, Michael McDowell is also my underdog. I, I could see a top 10, a top 5 finish for Michael McDowell. Road courses are the best tracks to show off a driver's to uh, uh, true talent, uh, especially in NASCAR. And, you know, the dirt, uh, the, uh, the, the, um, the dirt track fans love hyping this guy up. Um, he has yet to practice on this course like that and really has yet to run a NASCAR race on this course. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson as my underdog. I'm really interested to see if all that raw talent will be uh, put to use this, uh, this Sunday. See, I'm surprised no one took this guy, especially Eric. Uh, this guy did pretty well uh, last year in this race, relatively, and he did all right in the clash, too, for the equipment given. I'm going with Eric Jones, the 43 car. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to appear too uh, impar <laughs> too partial here. But yeah. The Danny's here. You're going with Bowman every well, man. <laughs> he tries to go with no, Bowman every Well, let's see. We're getting to the win pick now. Yeah, now we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll well, no, no, no. First, yeah, Josh least... is underdog. Yeah, yeah. yeah Josh. I'll, I'll, I'll ride the gravy train here because I mean, McDowell's got um, background in road courses. So, mm -hmm. you know, he'll be riding a wave of momentum, of course. So, uh, yeah. Um, my pick is. Um, Number as th the as uh, the thirty four for the uh, underdog. Does he have a uh, Does he have Loves as a sponsor this week, or is it a different paint? Scheme? It's a different paint scheme. I saw Aww. it's like a black Somebody scheme. So. Be consistent. Well, Loves comes on board for races where I think they they expect to actually run really well. Yeah. I saw that they actually there was a report somewhere that they like were only signed on for like eight races this year, and they increased it to like twenty after winning oh. uh, last. Oh, <laughs> nice. I saw a report. Yeah. So yeah. good for them. Nice. That's awesome. If any of y'all actually stopped at a love, like I, I have, it's we good. Have it's good. No, I never. Yeah. They're, they're, they're fine. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're decent. Uh, and the chat's looking heavily partisan to Almondinger. Yeah, like, that's what it's looking like. Is Almondinger, is. Is Almondinger racing? The oh. 16 car. Yeah, yep. oh, they're, they're racing this one. Oh, that's right. I forgot he is. I forgot he had this one circled. That's right. Dang it. But nah, he's racing. So I'm assuming, they, yeah, the chat just put Almondinger for them. That All like right, Darren. Sweet, clean sweep. What do you got? What, what do we got left? Yeah, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win on the Daytona Road Course? Eric, you go first. Who's gonna win? 
this, I'm going back to what I said. What I said earlier. I, I want to <laughs> have a fun, like pick somebody fun here, but Mm-mm. he's starting on the pole. <laughs> Every lap, Chase Elliott's gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I'll just get out the way. Chase Elliott, clean sweep, sweep it up. Yep, no problem. He's gonna. Get he's not sweep. actually gonna lead every lap, but he'll lead a lot of them, I think. Watch yeah, well, he does. Yeah, if he does, <laughs> Chase Elliott. I'm going with Elliott. Yeah, Danny. Big yeah, risk. Well, I want to say Elliott because that seems like a safe pick. We all went with him for the clash, and we saw how that ended. I don't know. He was still the top finisher yeah. of our picks. That's true. And he took my pick out in that race. <laughs> Which I was very thankful for in the point standings. You know what? I'm going to be the oddball here. I'm going to say Denny Hamlin wins it, actually. Ooh, he's going to go for it. Because yeah, he, was, he, was, he was right on his bumper a year ago. Yeah, he's going to go for okay. it. He's going to go for the points okay. game. I'll see what happens. Okay. And Josh, who's gonna win? Or we? Mm. I'll uh, I'll go against the grain here. No, I won't. Chase Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you had me look up for a like, second. And I was like, hmm, oh, don't, don't get me wrong. If Chase wins, I'm not disappointed. But uh, I don't know if he can win this many consecutively. We'll see. And it, it, it looks like the chat's heavily partisan for Elliott, yeah, too, which yeah, is not yeah. surprising. Yeah. This would be his sixth road course win in a row, wouldn't it? Yeah. Be matching no. Jeff Gordon, right? No, no, I think that. Oh, fifth, fourth, or fifth? Mm. I thought I, I saw a report today. He's close to six. He's close to six. I think it's four. I think he's chasing that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the record he's going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and really quick for those at home who want to know the points after the first week, because we picked the clash. <laughs> and we picked the 500 and xfinity and trucks and all that good stuff uh right now i and the chat and the collective guests have uh have the lead with 22 points well, let's hope um, you didn't screw it up for them josh the guests are in the lead yeah we started you off at a great spot uh so <laughs> the three of us are are tied for the lead then eric and danny are right behind us minus two tied for fourth or second, however you look at it. And then there's Darian minus seven with 15 points. Shit. And I just wanna and I just <laughs> I just wanna say that I am lead I am tied for the lead and my truck pick didn't even make the race. Dang it. Well my I, my guy didn't even get a lap in. That was ridiculous. That was so at ridiculous. At least he got points from it. It's so ridiculous though, man. James Busher deserves so much better on Friday. Oh, that's a shame. Disrespectful. Well, Let's get these last super chats out. Yeah, of the let way. me get Let's these last out. super chats, and we will call it a night. Let me uh, refresh, refresh it. Give me a second. Come on, come on, come on. There we go. All right, so we got them up here. Uh, two more. Um, Confirmation 07, you have donated a, a lot, just like Bake the Snake. Thank you guys so much for. Uh, thank you for the five bucks, Josh. Uh, you can answer. I love both the U.S. Uh, the U.S. got the uh, uh, Commodore uh, as the Pontiac G8. And later, the Chevy SX, uh, which the uh, which the NASCAR body was based on. Oh, so that's good to know. That's cool. And then the final super chat, Thomas Jarrett. Thank you so much for the one dollars, and that'll conclude the super chats uh, on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Man, and that'll pretty much uh, nearly conclude the show. Uh, we're close yeah. to it. Uh, a few more things we need to announce. Uh, the NASCAR Weekly Podcast will be back on next week, but on which channel, Danny? <laughs> do you have uh, anything to say for yourself yeah 
I, I'm, a, I'm in a situation where I'm not able to look at. Oh, oh yeah, that's, so right, I, that's right. That's I, right. That's right. My bad. I, I didn't realize. Am, am I hosting? Oh yeah, yeah. It says. Well, it, says <laughs> okay. it says in the notes you're hosting. Yes. Next week okay. on Danny then, Talks channel with um, we don't have a special guest yet, but we will be announcing that soon. So we gotta figure then, something out. Then yeah. next week, join us on Danny Talks. Yeah, there you yeah, go. We're, work, we're working on a guest. Trust me. Uh, if we if we get the guest, I think it'll be a really fun episode. It'll be a fun episode either way, but I think yeah. the guest will add ton of spice to it yeah as for this week's special guest josh thank you for sticking with us for the full two hours there's not many people out there that are willing to put up with us for that long so (laughs) we really do no thanks thanks for having me on and uh you know thanks for putting up with my complete lack of knowledge of your sport (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it held your own pretty well yeah you did good yeah, that's pretty cool. The kangaroo story sent you over the top, though. That was cool. <laughs> that was fun. That's legendary. Yeah, I yeah. can't believe that actually happened. Well, that's do, funny. you got that southern accent ready for us? Yeah, do you have, uh, yeah, no. do it one time. Do hey, it one he time give us, they go. gave us the howdy. Yeah. What was the what was the what was the line? That you Something about spell? Cracker Barrel. Uh, yeah, I kept yeah, going yeah. to that well. Like, like, like let's just, go just, to the Cracker just, Barrel. Or just, something. just say, just say. Y'all, let's go down to Cracker Barrel for some fried chicken. <laughs> Y'all, let's go down to Cracker Barrel for some fried chicken. Uh, that, that's yeah, really right. something, yeah. doesn't it? You know, yeah. you know, I love it. It's perfect. If I was working at the Cracker Barrel, I'd suspect something was off, perhaps, but I would let it slide. <laughs> that's how that would work. That was that was that was good. That the was challenge. completely off the cuff. That's most like, worst American accent ever, but. Well, Josh, That's where can people find you on YouTube? Yeah. And, uh, do you have any exciting projects coming up that you want to tease or let people know about? I've always got exciting projects coming up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not, I've, I've always um, always got projects coming up, always got uh, people to slander and all that stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, but ironically, one of the next projects, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the rich energy stuff. I am. Know, yes. Went yeah. on with Actually, Haas. Yes. Uh, how many of you have actually seen the products? Uh, never, never. Oh, in person, life. no. No. Oh, oh, oh what? Oh. It exists. Oh, it, it exists. exists? Wow. Whoa. Yeah. Um, twist. And, you know, premium uh, UK energy drink, which is why it was bought from Croatia and made in Austria. <laughs> um, nah, well, um, I'll, be doing, I'll be doing an updated video on that guy uh next week and that'll be fun mm-hmm. so uh you better watch it within the first 24 hours because i'm expecting that guy to bloody well sue me but i mean having said that there's a reason i there's two reasons i call this guy bad santa you know mm, um yeah. he obviously looks like him mm-hmm. um and he comes around once a year or in his case he only pays once a year just ask gene haas oh um <laughs> but yeah no nah, just um all very exciting stuff. Yes, we can't wait to see it. Nice. Thank you so much, Josh Ravel, for coming on tonight's edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Uh, so I am doing the outro for the first time. I think I got it down. I've been practicing. Oh, I've been practicing re- really quick. All right, so here we go. I'm going to play the music. Um, hold on. Let me say my outro. Thank you, wait, guys. Hold on. Hold on. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. Hold on. I'm going to say my outro, and then I'll let you play your thing. I ran out the freezing rain and snow for this thing. All right, so I appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. Thank you guys so much for watching. This is Black Flags Matter. Catch you next time, Jared. Bye-bye. Later. Is it off? Is it off? Is it off? Is it off? I hope they can hear me. Is it off? (laughs) It's dirt.
Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.